Vanessa. And Vanessa. And this is Shit on the Table. And we are a grooming podcast for groomers by groomers. We talk about the everyday life of grooming, hot topics, and tell your stories. One day we'll get the intro right. (laughs) Right. I can't memorize shit, so it'll just be on paper for the rest of its life. (laughs) It'll be flawless. It will. Every time. Let's just make that straight. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So, um... Since you kind of like the last episode. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Um, I don't have much of an update since my life has been a stay-at-home mom. Um, but I guess like stay-at-home mom life, I've uh, excitingly started a new cleaning program. Um, I've had to bathe Cookie twice. So fun thing. She um, Actually, you know what? This would be a great transition into our topic. So I'll bring up Cookie last. Okay. Um, so yeah, I've been like doing different cleaning, um, because that's really all you can do when you're a stay at home mom in a pandemic, like, and your babies are sleeping, like, I can't be on TikTok all day. I mean, I could. (laughs) And TV can only go so far. Exactly. Like you catch up on your shows and it's really exciting in the beginning, but then towards the end you're like, I'm so bored. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so cleaning is, like, the highlight of my day and then when my husband comes home. So I'm definitely feeling like a, like a Stepford wife, minus I don't look hot when my husband gets home. <laughs> I look like a ball, like a mess. Um, because why get ready when my babies have started to learn how to grab? Yeah. So they're just, like, constantly pulling my hair, um, uh, slapping. They've learned to slap, um, which is normal. So, like... They're not hitting you maliciously. I've never understood why people get upset with that. I've never seen anybody get upset over an infant slapping someone. You never know. There are people out there. Okay. I don't know those people, so... (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, cleaning is my life, and I've adapted a new cleaning method, which only takes me about maybe... Except for on vacuuming and mopping days... It really doesn't take me that long because you're not cleaning. The idea is of not cleaning your whole house at once. It's you're cleaning small bits of your house per day so that once you're in the beginning and you're all caught up with cycling through those places during each zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes you like a month or about two months to like actually get your house completely clean to where I like the zone cleaning like benefits you. Yeah. And so like zone one was just cleaning my kitchen. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't get through the whole zone because like you're only cleaning for 15 minutes. Yeah. In that zone. And then you have your weeklies. So like your weekly is vacuuming and mopping your upstairs and downstairs, like your whole house. And then um, dusting. And cleaning your doors and mirrors and um, doing something else. I can't remember. So it's like, it's like instead of doing your whole house in one day, you have your daily things that you need to survive. Yes. Then you do your zones to keep the majority clean. Mm -hmm. And then you add the deep cleaning in weekly. Little by little. So that way... That is your zone cleaning. Your deep cleaning is the zone. No, what I'm saying is, like, when you're doing, like, baseboards, windows, and stuff like that, that's, like, that's deep cleaning, but that's also, like, I can also skip that a lot of times. that's your zones. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, your zones is what you wouldn't get 
all the time during your deep once a month clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that so when you're in your zone for the week, which it's Sunday to Saturday is a zone. And so you're cleaning either your baseboards, your windows, the window tracks, um, spot cleaning your walls, um, like scrubbing down your table. If you're like, I'm looking at my uh, lip, like dining room over here and like pointing out like what would be in my zone cleaning, washing your curtains, um, scrubbing my fireplace, that would be in a zone. Um, so that would all be considered zone cleaning okay so you're only doing those throughout the week and then what you don't accomplish you would do at the next time that zone is back up in five weeks okay and then you move on to the next zone even though you're not finished with zone one that it doesn't would, matter we're done it doesn't matter we're done with that zone so then we would move on to the next you know division of your house so like this zone, so last zone was my kitchen. I didn't finish it, but that's okay. I'll finish it my next time that zone comes up. So this zone is my, they call it kids bathroom, but it's my guest bathroom upstairs, my nursery and um, Harvey's office. And that's the only things that you're working on this week. Yeah, for the zone. Okay. And so that's 15 minutes of your time within that zone. So I did my bathroom within two days. So I, what I did was my baseboards, I cleaned my cabinets, I cleaned out the cabinet, and cleaned the shower. So, and then, did I say my baseboards? Yes. Yeah, so I did all that within two days, within about 15 minutes of cleaning. So, okay. And then, so it all, all, overall it was a half hour? Yeah. Okay. A half hour within two days. And so then that's giving me time to, like, really be with my babies because yeah. I'm able to, like, do these while they're napping. It's, like, short bursts. Yeah, and still have time for myself. So then what about your everyday chores? So yesterday I broke up the weekly chores. She calls it home blessings. That does not float my boat. Oh, my God. So <laughs> um, I just call it my weekly chores um, or my to-dos, whatever doesn't really have a name in my household, but whatever. It's like dishes, laundry, vacuuming. So those are your dailies. Yes. And then, so this is my weekly list. Okay. But I broke up my weekly list within days. Because if I just have this list for my weeklies, I might not get... I feel like I have to get all those done uh -huh. in a day. So I broke them up so that I'm not overwhelmed throughout the week. So yesterday was dusting downstairs. And then the day before, I dusted upstairs. Today, I have to vacuum and mop the upstairs. Okay. And then that's it. And then I'm not going to do my 15 minutes of zone cleaning because it's my nursery that I'm going to be doing. And really, it's just baseboards and clean my window because I dusted already. And there's really nothing to deep clean in there. That's why you do the zone cleaning. So that way, mm -hmm. next time you come around that zone, it's, it's less done. and less time. Exactly. So you got to do it. Sorry. No, it's already done. I do One of again. her things is... Do it again. Shut up. Was um, going through clothes and organizing it. Oh, well, that's I already something. did that. Okay, we'll They're do it again. Bagged. Do something else. And put by date. Maybe age. you have to polish the bottom of the... the um, Who polishes furniture anymore? Okay, there you go. You don't. I don't. You don't, so now you need to. Nope. It's going to take five minutes. I don't polish. I don't even have furniture polish. No, I already dusted yesterday, and so there's really nothing to do in there. So I'm just 
you gonna skip it today? Because I can, and that's great. So, like, you don't have to clean all the time if it's already done. Now, her big thing is, like, going through your house and completely organizing it before you start this new process. That sounds hard. I said fuck that because it is hard, and I would never start the zoning, and my house would go to complete disarray. So, instead of cleaning in the zone, I'm going to be doing 15 minutes of organization until that zone is officially caught up. Then I'll start, like, the deep cleaning. But my house is really minimal to keep clean, so... Yeah, you don't have a lot of stuff. Mm -mm. You have a big house, and that's why you had cleaners. Yeah. Because but with the zone, all it needs is the deep cleaning. Yeah. That I didn't have time for, that <laughs> I have to make time for now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like my life these days. Yeah. And then breastfeeding. And, and then you're getting set up to open up, back up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go back to work. I've been putting it off, but um i'll be doing that which has been stressful because i had to figure out who i was keeping and so i have a list of 50 people that i'm going to be keeping hopefully they stay because i'm doing a 25 percent increase so it'll be 100 an hour 105 an hour and 110 an hour so because i do it by size and hopefully they stay they're used to paying 95 dollars right now because the lady that i referred to you know, as she should be charging what her prices are. Uh -huh. um, so it's only $5 more than what she's charging. Yeah. So I'm hoping people don't, like, freak out. Um, so here's the thing, though. You're only going back to work... One day a week. One day a week. Yeah. And you need six dogs every week for a month and then they can either be on a schedule or you kind of know they're going to call you the next month yeah. so it's what six times four is how many six times four i don't know six times four is 20 18, 24 right i don't know six what do you get yeah that's 24 so it's 24 so you, you roughly need 24 dogs each month on rotation to kind of just fill that one day a week Okay. So, and you want to keep 50 people. Yeah. And I, I know how you are. You don't like the whole heavy schedules. Heavy I mean, schedulers. I have to have a heavy schedule, though. But, like, y you like the idea of flexibility. So, like, yeah. four weeks, six weeks, and three weeks are not a big deal for you. So, I think you can probably get roughly about 24 to 30 out of that 50. So, if, like, 20 people or 20 dog owners, like, flip the fuck out. I mean, you're still going to be okay. You pr yeah. you probably can keep that amount of dogs. Oh, okay. In that time. Yeah. You know, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like if you're doing 6 dogs a day. Yeah. I'm not really worried about it. I'm just no people like I You just, don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Like either stay or don't stay, but I don't feel like hearing about bitching. But so I'm hoping that it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. If they don't then uh, they can go somewhere. They can continue to go to her. And apparently, people have been complaining. And, like, I don't appreciate that because I taught them better than that. And she has been saying that they complain when she has to reschedule them. And so then she feels bad, so then she gives them a discount. And I'm like, first of all, why are they complaining? Like, I've canceled on pretty much all of my clients at one time or another. 
Yeah. And then reschedule them and have never given them a discount. So for them, and you to don't be, even reschedule them nicely. Like you no. don't take days out of your time. No. You're like, okay, well, so I canceled. I'll see you in another four weeks. So it's going to be a little bit longer when I see you. Yeah. <laughs> and much. you still have to pay the more price. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're just like eating her alive. And I'm like, I am she gave so. Them, she gave them a little segue. That's what it was. And they took it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, they're not like that with me. Like, my clients know if they give me lip, that's grounds for firing. Yeah. And like, so they don't. Mm-mm. And, but then like I do, you know, sometimes we'll give in a little bit, you know, because it's give and take. But for the most part, I run my business very strict. Yeah. And so it's a little shocking and like upsetting that they're doing this to this poor woman and she's discounting her fucking prices to keep them happy. And like I have the mind to send a mass email being like, cut this shit out or else I'm not taking any of you fools. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) what? Like, that's just not right. Yeah. And I feel bad for her. Yep. Because I have trained these people. Way better than that. This is above them. I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think that's what happened. I think you're just people, you are their flavor. I honestly think it's just that. Yeah. You are their flavor of person and that's it. She might not be their flavor of person for whatever reason. And so they may feel that they have the ability or... Yeah. privilege to complain and the moment she gave that discount or mm-hmm. gave them a little inch yeah they took advantage and they continue to take advantage one she was like yeah and one keeps like giving me advice on how to run my business and this person who gives her advice has never given me advice and i'm just like and like, it's pro- her <laughs> her setup for grooming is probably not th- that much different than your setup of grooming and you've never gotten advice, it's because it's you, you're their flavor of person. Yeah, because I'm saucy. I don't know. But, yeah, so I just apologize. I thought that was slightly entertaining. People um, like dealing with hot bitches. Yeah. Maybe they just all like being put in their place. And I need to open up a different realm <laughs> <problem laughs> of income for my clients. <laughs> but, yeah, so going back to work starting March 9th not I'm not excited like I am not excited I don't miss work I've been grooming for 12 years and prior to having children the thought of me leaving the industry was really sad like it would put me in tears but then but you always told me you wanted to be a stay-at-home mom like a full stay-at-home mom I say that but then I didn't actually comprehend the fact that, like... Like, what it really takes? Or what, what it really is? No, that, like... What am I trying to say? I loved my... I shouldn't say I loved. But, like, I do love what I do. But at the time, I still... Even with saying that, like... I don't think I realized that I'd actually be leaving the industry... At the time when I was saying I was a stay, wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. It was more then, or less you liked the idea of being a stay-at-home mom, but you liked the option of being a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. So, but you also like the option of being in the industry because you still love the industry. Yeah. But right now, I don't <laughs> now, miss it. <laughs> now you're all. forced. Your <laughs> options are not laid no. out for you. <laughs> but, like, I would still get sad, like, thinking about never being a groomer. And, like, that would make me sad. But then, 
I see these two beautiful babies that I made, and, like, I don't want to leave them, like, ever. Like, I just want to be present in their life, and, like, it's one day a week. I get it. It's one day. But, like, that mom anxiety. No, it's real. It's very real. I worked one day a week for years. Years. Yeah. And I wanted to go back because I, do, I am not built to be a stay-at-home mom. But we had to. I yeah. had to be a stay-at-home mom because childcare was much more expensive than me going back to work full-time. Oh, it's not worth no. you working. Literally, people have quit jobs because... It's not worth working just to pay for daycare. You're nope. still a one-income household. Nope. It's just one person is putting in the time to pay for daycare. It is ridiculous. Exactly. So it's not worth it. It wasn't worth it for us. So I had to work one day a week. And then it gradually went to two days a week. And then now it's three to four days a week. And when I... I like the option of if I need more money putting in that fifth day. But honestly, I also like the option of taking away that fourth day. Yeah. And that is a flexibility I need wherever I work, no matter what. Yeah. Like, period. And because I honestly don't believe in a five-day work week anymore because it's so fucking hard. Well, neither, like, practically does the rest of the world. Yeah, but I, <laughs> my, kids, my kids aren't babies anymore, but it's like time is so important. Yes. Time is so important. Uh-huh. And I don't have the time to love on myself, love on my chi- children, and love on... Um, my animals and my husband, like, like I don't, I'm not a bundle of love and energy and life. Things need to, like, there's a finite amount of that always. Yeah. And we pretty much just work all the time here in America. So, but. And there's like no breaks. There like, really isn't. There, I'm taking an unpaid vacation. I'm taking an unpaid leave of absence right now. Yeah. Like there's no, I. We don't have maternity leave like the rest of the world. Yeah, does. I just had a surgery. I'm not getting paid for the six weeks I'm out. Yeah. That's unpaid. So Harvey actually has um medical we found this out when he was putting in for his vasectomy. She's like, Is this a medical procedure? And he's like, Yeah, I'm taking out for a medical procedure, having a vasectomy. And she's like, Oh, you get paid for that. That's really cool. So, um some well, it's because he's union. So, like, especially with Chris, he gets paid FMLA, paid medical leave. Oh, we didn't get paid FMLA, but... but No, but Chris gets paid a certain amount. So, like, um, if it's because of surgery, Mm -hmm. like, physically on them, he gets paid about, like, 60% of his regular pay, his average pay. That's cool. Yeah. Which I don't even have. Yeah, no. And most, almost all groomers don't have that. Yes. so. So... like, I don't, I don't get paid when I, I didn't get paid when I was out for a month with my whole family having COVID. Yeah. Chris only gets paid, only got paid two weeks that month. This last time he, oh, didn't get paid. Um, like, this is a surgery. Obviously, I can't groom for six weeks and I don't get paid. Yeah. So it sucks. I feel that. Yeah. So but- it makes me, makes me further, further want to push like if i'm going to be fucking broke i'm not pushing myself like to death just to be like just an inch above broke for that fifth fucking day yeah when i have to miss out more of what i already miss out yeah not happening at the end of our life what people regret the most is spending time with whomever 
themselves, their family, you know, and yeah. not putting into a job that isn't going to be there when you're in a nursing home. Exactly. Because they don't care about you. So, you already know you're going to die painful and alone. Mm-hmm. So, why? Like, normally. Classic Tales isn't going to show up to my funeral. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, like, why am I, when I'm living, I don't want to be broken and alone, like, if I yeah. can avoid it. I don't, I don't mind being broke. I've been broke my whole life. I said broken, like, broken, oh. like, in pain. Yeah, yeah, You exactly. know what I mean? Like, I've been broke my whole life. Yeah, so it's nothing new. Working hard doesn't make me go farther from broke anyway. No, exactly. But, yeah, so, that's kind of been, like, my thing. I've been dealing with that, going back to work. Um, we've had some animal funsies with he, our own You said pets. some mild emergencies. Oh my god. So Raisin, we don't know how he did it, scratched his eyeball, which Didn't he eat something too? Raisin? Like right after you had the babies and he eat something you had to take him in? No. Oh, okay, it was just the eyeball? Yeah, it was just the eyeball. But it was like right after you came home, right? Uh, roughly? Roughly, yeah. Yeah, yeah roughly. He had yeah, he had his scratches it came downstairs, his eye was swollen and I was like I personally don't fuck around with eyes Ew. immediately to the vet. Ugh. Because yeah. they can eat it. Like, eyeballs can go from zero to 60 really quick, and then it's a big surgery because they got to remove the eyeball. Yeah. So. And he's at that age, too, where yeah, he's 11. Definitely could happen. And you're like, do I really want to spend $500 or do I want to spend $5,000? Exactly. And thankfully, the vet that we take him to is really affordable. Yeah. So it really wasn't that much. It was like 130 bucks. So, which sounds like a lot, to, but... To check and get some eye drops and whatever yeah. he needs and then maybe mm -hmm. a cone. Yeah, pretty much. Good. Which, good. It's not that bad. So, yeah, we had to deal with that. And then Cookie. So, my dogs have never had their anal glands expressed. I don't feel like anal glands are something that groomers should be messing with. Um, and But what I would do is I would check them. Now, I've been busy. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Dying. <laughs> yeah. I was pregnant, then was in the hospital, was healing. Cookie's also been very stressed. Yes. And everybody knows that when, like, smaller dogs have, like, an like stress, their bowels are irregular, things just end up happening to yeah. stress out dogs. Yeah. Stress dogs just break down. This is what it so is. So quickly. So, Harvey noticed several weeks ago that, like, her butt looked funny and so I immediately looked at it and was like, she has um, a compacted anal gland. She needs to go to the vet or else it's going to get 10 times worse if we don't fix it. And so we took her to the vet. And of course I was right. It was compacted. And the vet was like, it's going to explode. And so we're like, okay. She's like, well, I could either do the surgery and explode it myself and like rinse it out or you can wait for it to explode and then if i need if it, you feel it needs to be rinsed out then come back and we'll rinse it out sounds painful either way poor thing i felt really bad because it could have been avoided but i wasn't bathing her i wasn't i kept saying for months i'm gonna bathe her i'm gonna bathe her i'm gonna bathe her i'm gonna bathe her i'll have vanessa bathe her and then like none of these things were happening mm -hmm. obviously and so, fucking life happens. I've taken really good care of my animals. And so, one, you know, whatever. Shit happens. 
So it explodes, but thankfully it didn't explode like super bad. It was just like a tiny little hole. Harvey claims he saw, but I just saw it was very, very soft tissue. Like it looked kind of like your boobs where it was like that white softy tissue and like kind of a hole, but not really a hole. Kind of like a, like a, like an ulcer. Yeah. A visible ulcer. A visible ulcer. That's what it looked like. So it wasn't like a gaping hole because I've seen like the gaping hole, um, exploded anal glands i've never seen that those are gross so it didn't look like that i personally couldn't see the hole but my husband said he could so anyways so so it sounds worse than what it actually was yeah it just looked super gross and painful Looked like she got maybe like a little hemorrhoid ulcer thing kind of that only one person saw yeah and well the ulcer you could definitely see you just couldn't see the hole and poor thing was just wanting to itch it and all that stuff so she had to be in a cone for a really long time but, um... Her butthole looks fine. Yeah, her butt's fine now. So, but the vet kind of scared him and was like, we're going to have to do the anal glands every month. And I'm kind of like, I don't necessarily agree with that. Like, I can keep checking them. And if they're full, then sure, we'll take her in. Mm-hmm. But the more you start messing with anal glands... The more problems ha- end up... Happen. Yeah. And she's never had full anal glands up until this situation, which probably was brought on by stress, change of bowels. Yep. You know, she's been... A lot of things have been changing in this She household. is like... She she acts like she needs therapy. She's always been that way. She's a crazy dog. But it's worse. It's been worse the past couple months. Well, yeah, because she's not getting the ball thrown around. She's not getting the attention that she used to. Because now we have two kids. And then she also doesn't want the attention sometimes. Because remember, she bit Fable? Yeah. So. Yeah. So, she's coming around. And she's usually, like, the sweetest little peach. Mm-hmm. And we always thought, like, she was going to be the chillest dog when it comes to any stressful situation. Yeah. And she's just like, stress? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's compounded and now I can't take it anymore. Yeah, she's exploding. And... Like, everything. Didn't she just explode her nails, like, a day ago? Yeah, because ducks were in the pool. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll get to that. (laughs) So, she's... A lot of stuff has changed in this household. She's got these two new human beings that I personally haven't let her around often. I've been kind of getting a little laxed, um, where she's kind of been wanting to lay next to them as they're playing on the floor, Um, but if I have to run upstairs, the dogs go with me upstairs. They're never with the the baby animals. They're never with the babies alone. No, I never have dogs. Never. No, no, no. If I have to be in an area where I can't see them, the dogs are with me. They're never by themselves. I've never had my dogs chilling with my children ever, even to this day. Like even with, with my, yeah, well, cats different. But the only time she's alone with the kids is when they're sleeping, and they're all sleeping. But, like, I never have... My no. kids are never alone with my animals. No. I don't trust shouldn't. animals. I don't either. As they shouldn't. Um, so, yeah. So, Cookie's been kind of, like, her back is to them. Um, her temperament is fine. Ears are fine. Tail is fine. And it's only like that for a couple minutes, and then I kind of shoo her away. Because I still want her to feel slightly included, but only for so long. And then that boundary is, okay, you can go now. Um, And then Raisin, he gives no fucking... He doesn't care about them. He was like that with your kids. Just 
He like, walks we, away. We thought he was going to be a problem, but once we set up like the what we were what he was supposed to do, he was fine. Yeah, he's, he's very good at adapting. Like yeah. once you tell him no, he leaves him alone. He fuck walks off. away. And he's like, so. all right, fine, no problem. But he doesn't care about the babies at all. He doesn't. He sniffs them and then like walks away. He doesn't want to cuddle them. Like, that makes me feel so much more comfortable he than a dog. Do anything. It really, honestly, that makes me more comfortable than a dog that wants to be like there all the time. Yes, because and my dogs don't want to be there all the time, which is great. Um, like I said, Cookie will like lay there. Not within arm's reach. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying, like, when I'm saying she's laying next to them, she's not, like, butt up against them. Mm -hmm. She's away. Because they're not allowed to be on the mat that they're playing on. Uh And so she's, like, there, but, like, they can't hit her. They Mm -hmm. can't kick her, you know? They can't, they're not throwing anything. And they're not really, like, flailing around at this point anyways. But she's not within their space too much not too much into their bubble but anyways my dogs were always really good yeah my dogs were so good with my kids like it makes me cry thinking about how good my dogs were mm-hmm. with story and then with fable they're yeah. so perfect yeah you know other than the fable incident they're fine like really they leave them alone they Could, don't yeah get in their business if the babies are in their swing they're Laying underneath the swing, maybe, but, like, they're not, like, all up in the swing. Yeah. Like, I've seen dogs where they're trying to, like... Nope. Mm-mm. And I'm, like, that's not okay in my book. Nope. Um, my dogs never... I don't s- agree with that. Mm-mm. But anyways, um, yeah, so Cookie's just been under a lot of stress. So I think that's kind of what caused her anal glands. But Harvey was, like, freaking out. He was, like, they said we have to do this monthly, blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, that's not the case. Well, even if you complied, that's not a freak out moment either. No. But that's his baby. So, like, whatever. I get it. Yeah. Um, And then, just about, like, a couple days ago, we had another incident with her. I swear. So I thought it was a smart idea to keep her occupied. Because every year we get these ducks in our pool. Uh-huh. And she's always, like, running around the pool. And so, she has never just, like, jumped in the pool off-season without us out there. Yeah. So, like, I'm really surprised by her behavior, but I really think she just hated these ducks. And maybe they were, like, talking shit to her. <laughs> I was her. just going to say, like, they're, just- <laughs> like, they're fucking out there and being like, what are you going to do, bitch? Like, I don't know what kind of conversations they were having. But so, I was like, you know what? She's kind of having fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll just leave her out there. She's enjoying herself. She hasn't enjoyed herself in a while. You know? And yeah. so, like, so what? She's torturing some ducks a little bit. Meh. She's having fun. And so is Raisin. Like, they're running around. She looks happy. So, I'm like, I'm just going to leave her out there. So, then Harvey comes home. He comes upstairs. And then he goes downstairs for something. And then he comes back upstairs. And he's like, so... Cookie's bleeding, and she's soaking wet. And I'm like, no, she's not. Like, I thought he was joking. Yeah. And he's like, no, she's bleeding, and she's, sop- like, sopping wet. Like, the backyard is covered in blood. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm thinking, like, she killed the ducks or something. And she jumped in the pool, or the way she gets into the pool is she goes to the steps and gets in, but she doesn't use the steps to get out. <laughs> Okay, it's a work in progress. We've been trying when she goes into the pool 
we try and redirect her back to the stairs oh so she can get out like a normal dog. So it's still a work in progress. We can After only how many, train her how many six years? times out of the month, <laughs> you know, out of the year. That's a lot to train a dog. She's dumb, okay? okay. It takes her some time to learn. Because literally, that's where we direct her is to the stairs to get out. But for some reason, she always likes to go to the side of the pool and use her muscles to get out. And I'm like, no, we got to direct her because she scrapes the pool with her toenails to get herself out and that causes issues with her nails obviously so she scraped her toenails so bad that she was like she ground them down to nothing and like there was blood everywhere yeah i saw the pictures it was oh rough. yeah there's still blood in our backyard in front of the door and it was just the back nails so, I just, I don't know. So, she was in pain for a little bit. She was, she was limping. And I had to dig out her, because Harvey had literally just thrown out her, her pain medication from her um, anal gland issue. So, I had to dig those out. I was like, you never throw antibiotics away. You never throw, like, pain medication away. So, like, I dug out both the bottles from the trash can. <laughs> so, that she had, like, some pain medication. And then she was fine afterwards. Oh, my God. But, yeah. So, kids. And I'm doing all of, like, dealing, giving her medication. I'm giving her medication twice a day for her anal glands. I'm making sure that, like, she's trying to get attention. Make sure Raisin's trying to get attention. My cat's, like, getting fed up with not getting attention. And, like, you can't reason with cats. And so, like, there's a couple times where he's tried to, like, lay on their faces to get to me. And I'm like, bro, you can't do that. At least you're, you're much gentler with Camo. Like, no, sorry, sweetie. No, I toss him. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, no. Like, I whack his butt. And then he, like, looks at me. And now he's becoming a little bit more curious with the babies and trying to cuddle them. And, like, not on their faces, which is great. Yeah. So, like, he likes to lay on legs. So, the other night, he was laying on Henry's legs. And I was like, that's sweet. And my cats have never hissed or, like, not hissed. Yeah. My cats have never hissed at me. Take that back. Penny has hissed at me. Really? I thought she just likes to pee on things. She does that, and she likes to hiss at me. But she can't jump on the bed. The only time I'm going to have to worry about Penny is when they start crawling. Then I have to figure something out. Why? She doesn't do anything. She doesn't even move from her spots. Exactly. Like there was like maybe a couple months that I was they coming can over crawl to your under house. The bed. Your baby, you're not gonna let your babies crawl under the bed. I'm not. But like, what if like I'm on the toilet and I'm peeing? You know what I mean. There are situations. You'll be fine. That can be like sketch. Like if I'm in the bedroom or something. Maybe when they get a little bit more explorer, like exactly. they like to explore. I have to figure it out then. Penny will be dead by then hoping (laughs) (laughs) i feel bad i try and i don't know anyways you took care of her for enough time exactly she has been an awful cat since day one and you've been dealing with an awful cat since day one yes someone could i could have given her up and someone could have put her down she's at least lived she's fat she's happy she's and you've dealt with her ruining every piece of furniture you've ever owned oh yeah this futon we're sitting on I haven't had it that long. She pissed on it. Yep. I don't even know how the fuck she got up here. 
but there's she, a will for that damn cat. There there's is. a way. Yes. But you haven't killed her yet. No, she's still fucking alive. Anyways, um, so segueing into our basic main topic, this is our opinion. Yes, but so it this is, is probably going to be a touchy subject. It is, and it's you know what, and I didn't really think about it being a controversial subject in our field. I think it is. I think it is, and I don't hear anybody talk about it. No, because I know for a fact there are people who do not have pets in our industry. I do not know those people, and that is what's concerning. Well, I don't know them either, but I have seen people, like, in some of the groups, I've seen people post, how many pets do you have? And I've seen people post that they don't have any pets, or they do have pets, but they don't have dogs or cats. So they have, like, reptiles or uh, rodents. Isn't that crazy? And Yeah. I, and that's what I'm thinking. Okay, because, like, I don't see that ever. No, ever. I don't think people talk about it. It's almost like a prerequisite. If you work with animals, you have to have, like... Animals. A lot. Yes. And So how many animals do you have? Okay, so I currently have four. But there was a point in time where I had... Five. Five to six. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes I would take in, like, the pets that would be dropped yep. off mm -hmm. at the salon. So I fluctuated between five to six pets. And I always had three dogs and some sort of reptile in my house. And I am down to one dog, one cat, and one reptile. Yeah. This so, is still the same reptile. Yeah. I have... I don't get rid of my animals. Yeah, me neither. And I stopped fostering animals. Yes. Because yes. that was like... That's really hard. I'm sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I just wasn't... I, did, I can do it. And honestly, just like pets and children... Is really difficult because the dynamic changes and it should change i i honestly don't it really bothers me because they do when it doesn't yes like they let the pets cuddle they're still on the bed like my whole household changed my animals other than my cat um are not allowed on the furniture anymore because furniture is too small dogs cannot get away from babies quick enough or they feel entitled because it's that used to be their quote-unquote territory and now something is invading their territory so they can have a reactive response and it's too close of quarters for me and i hear i can already hear a lot of people like arguing well then you shouldn't have had kids but a lot of times that's also not life yeah, sometimes, I want kids. Well, she wants kids. Yeah. But, like, sometimes people want everything. Yes. And sometimes our responsibilities and the amount of affection, love, and what we can do as, a, as an individual gets stretched thin. Mm -hmm. And it's never going to be equal. And you can make it as equal as possible. There are some people out there that can... Fucking superhuman. Superhuman. They, their kids get all the attention. Their dogs are on a regular schedule or the happiest things. Everything is perfect in their household. And that is just not the case for a lot of people. And I don't I think don't we think talk about it. I don't think that's the average person. And even if it was, it's just not who I am. So that's yeah. why, um, like, moving forward... I got... Okay, so you guys all know I got a cat, what, last year? Yeah. Something like that. A year and, and a half ago? Yeah, about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the first time around. 2019. 2020. Something like that. 2020, I got a cat, right? And I never wanted a cat, but then Vanessa convinced me to get a cat. 
So then I got a cat and she's cool. But um it's a typical cat. I've never had a typical cat before. She's very typical. She poops and pees in the in the But like she gets her head stuck in shit. Yeah. And like she plays. She's really cute. And like my cats have never been that. No, she's a very sweet cat. She's not as loving as she's not a cuddle bug, but she's a very sweet cat. Um she doesn't like bass, but it happens. Um she doesn't like viciously attack, but she still does this stupid cat bite when you play with her butt too much or something. Mm-hmm. Um, she poops and pees only in the litter box. She's never had an accident outside of the litter box. She eats her good food, and I, we feed her like a dog. So we only feed her once a day, mm-hmm. and she eats it, and she goes outside on the leash. And she doesn't walk on the leash, but she goes outside on the leash. So I'm digressing, but like after we got that cat, like this, this awful feeling came over me now because i don't love the cat it's just the fact that i just committed again to another 12 to 15 years sometimes longer of another animal yeah after i told myself i wouldn't do that because i was like i don't want to get more dogs yeah and i always said i would only make the exception if it was going to further my career so like a working dog or a show dog mm-hmm. but then even then that's still responsibility yeah that i don't want to yeah i don't want to do it yeah that's no. all i don't want to do it uh, yeah it's hard and i think it's odd and i still have animals i still have a really old dog i have a cat and i have a fucking snake that my husband it's my husband's and he's it's a fucking useless animal. And I've always had this, like, and you got, anybody can have their own opinions. And this is just my opinion. But from what I've seen, I've seen a lot of people that have had way too many animals and their love and affection. And maybe their like their intentions were always in the right place. But like, you can tell that some dogs are not getting what they need. Yeah. Oh, and it's it's my dog's well my dog raisins chill but cookie definitely doesn't get what she needs and it's heartbreaking isn't it seeing it yeah, and just mm-hmm. being especially now because it's just it's really hard well when story was born we still had captain and mm-hmm. he was still wild and nala was still fairly young mm-hmm. and like we didn't realize how bad her teeth got because her teeth were so perfect. Yeah. So perfect. But then when we moved in with my mom before we got our house, there she wasn't chewing as much because dog fights were happening. And we couldn't watch the dogs enjoy yeah. what they enjoyed regularly. Because we had story. Everybody worked. Yeah. There was more dogs in the house. There was four big dogs. Yeah. And Nala. Right? So... um yeah we just it wasn't happening and then when we moved out we got her teeth cleaned and she lost pretty much almost like it was it was just like a shot in the dark like a ton of teeth had to be removed Mm -hmm. and now she has barely any teeth but again she she's old now so it happens but it felt i felt so bad because she's always been so playful and energetic and you know always loved attention always loved people attention dog attention she's always been such a good dog and we failed her yeah oh i'm feeling that right now because our finances have it we haven't caught up financially our dogs usually get their dental cleaning once a year 
we're pretty religious. I think in all of Raisin and Cookie's lives, we've only skipped one year. Um, so our dogs are pretty well taken care of. Yeah. We don't have the money right now. And then there's... there's to, like, clean their teeth. Yeah. And so the last time we skipped, Raisin had eight teeth removed mm-hmm. the next year. And so if we can't get his teeth cleaned this year, it's like... And teeth cleaning isn't cheap. No. The place that we go to um, now, I think it was a, the cheapest that we've ever spent was a little under $1,000. Yeah, $830 for us. I think that's what we spent for both of our dogs. No, that's just for Nala. That's crazy. You yeah. should check this place out. It's really affordable. It was it was a really long gap for her teeth. Oh, okay. So well, at one time, we I think that one time we spent two grand on their teeth. All three of, of the dogs? No, at the time, just, just the two. Them. That's a lot. Yes. Yeah, just the two of them. Because Raisin had eight extractions. Cookie had a couple extractions also. Yeah. That year, Oatmeal didn't have any extractions. Um, so I wouldn't have done any extractions on Oatmeal either way, because she was, like, going to die anyway. But, well, no, I stopped doing dental on her at a certain age, because she just couldn't handle going under anesthesia. Yeah. But she very rarely had extractions. So her teeth, even though they looked the worst, mm-hmm. always, like, cleaned up really well. But anyways, that's beside the point. So I'm just, like, stressing out because I know that's really uncomfortable for them. Like, mm-hmm. it's not the greatest to have. And there's a lot of people that would argue that they should eat before you eat. Mm, no. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if things happen... Well, th- you're saying no, and I'm saying no, but they're saying... Oh, I see what you mean. You, I literally you know what thought I mean? you meant like, literal eating. I'm they like, were, I eat first. Like but food. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they were there first. So you should be taking care of them. The same way, no matter what, you need to make the sacrifices because it was your choice to change something for them. So what you're saying is basically I should just not pay my bills so that my dog's teeth can be cleaned? Yes. I'm sorry. I have babies. They need electricity. The babies came second. They came first. Mm, no. But you know those people, right? Yes, I do. And we've seen them. And yeah. you know you guys may be some of them because you don't have... And I'm not saying like it's a... It's your opinion. This is our opinion. That's your opinion. I don't agree with it. And the reason why I don't agree with it is because I really do separate animals from humans. And it's just how I've always been. And it gets stronger as I get older. Mm -hmm. Versus there are a lot of people that make sure that that connection is extremely on level. And they want to make sure that there is more and more animals around them. Because they feel a better connection with animals. And I understand humans are awful. You know, I should take back what I said because once upon a time... You felt that way? Pre-pregnancy, I felt that way. I would have rather gotten their teeth cleaned. And a lot of times we would push things aside. Not our bills. Never our bills. But we would push other things aside to have their teeth done. Yeah. Because you you still need to live for them to live. Yeah. Right? Because they they were literally our babies. Yeah. But once I got pregnant... And further into pregnancy, something flipped. And the they're not your babies anymore. They're not. They kind of, I don't know, there was something that happened inside of me that was like, no. Like, the dogs kind of, like, started to get irritating. And I really just, like, didn't want to be around my own animals. Mm-hmm. And this was after I was done grooming. So... 
it was just like this really weird switch and like I'm starting to come back around to my animals but not to the degree that it was before pregnancy it's almost as if they're how do I put it they feel like a burden yeah and now it's maybe changing into a burden still but maybe a burden of love yeah like you still love them but mm-hmm. and you're accepting the burden mm-hmm but there's still a burden. Yes. Because, and it's, and that's it's a sad of, burden because I can't give them what I was giving them before because I emotionally don't have it no. in me. And then financially it's a lot harder. Yeah. And so like, it just sucks. And so I think I can give it to other people's pets and like the love yeah. of dogs. Like, I still love animals, but it's not at the same capacity. Like, no. growing up, animals was everything. Like, I... Okay, so I come from an abusive background. Mm-hmm. And so I literally used animals as a coping mechanism. Yeah. So after I would be abused, my I would go to our dog. And, like, literally would fall asleep with her on her bed. And she was a source of comfort for me. So, like, this is really a hard concept for me to kind of grasp because Mm -hmm. I still want to give them that same love. But, like, emotionally, I don't trust them with my babies. So, it's, like, this really weird concept that I'm, like, unraveling at the moment. But, so, like, I get both sides. And so, I think just from the, like, this is our blast batch of animals we're not gonna have pets anymore and so it kind of makes me question like can i still even be in this industry and not have animals it's the same thing i'm questioning because after i took that cat i regretted the decision not because she's awful i love her Mm -hmm. but again it's another commitment that i have to make yeah that even it's not necessarily me because my kids are old enough to like feed her and my husband takes care of the the pottying and we all love her equally and yeah. we all do I'm I wash her and clip her nails. So like the responsibility is divvied up equally with our, within our family. But like it's still a responsibility. What happens if we want to go on vacation? Oh yeah, it's hard as a family. Yeah, you have to find like you have to board or find somebody to watch your animals. And I have four. And a lot of times a lot of times that's you know, you have to compensate. Yeah. You have to plan those things ahead. And you have to be okay with the repercussions coming back and the stress of being gone for that cat. Because mm-hmm. cats are finicky. So, well, and, like, people think that, like, oh, you can just leave a cat. It's like, cats actually miss you. Like, cats, I mean, you can, but, like, you cats don't... Cats get mad at you, too, just like dogs do. You, everything has to be done in moderation. So, like, if you want to test those waters, you can't do it for, like, a whole week in the Bahamas. Yeah. You can't just test the waters with an automatic feeder and, uh, like, maybe four extra litter boxes. Yeah. You can't do that. You have to do it, like, one day at a time. Otherwise, you're going to give your cat a heart attack. Well, and even if you did do it at one day at a time, like, cats still need interaction just like a dog does. Exactly. So So you would still need a, a sitter um, for yeah. your cat. And, and so there's the thing, like... I feel like it's frowned upon if you don't have animals in the industry. Exactly. I think so, too. And see, this is... Okay, so this is where I'm coming from. I'm not coming from your... I've I've always been part of that irresponsible pet owner gang. 
100%. So, like, growing up, we've always had animals, but we've always had them in such an irresponsible way. Like, we found a cat, never spayed her. She had a bunch of kittens. We just left those kittens out for somebody. Guys, this is, I'm serious. This is an awful, awful thing. But, like, we'd give away the kittens. We had a hamster and another hamster, and they fucked, and they had a buttload of hamsters. And we just left them to eat the hamsters. And it got out of control, and we didn't know what to do with them because we shouldn't have had those hamsters. We got a dog that my mom got because she thought she wanted this particular breed of dog. She thought that was the breed that she needed to have because she had a dog like that when she was growing up and she loved that dog. And we all love this dog. What kind of dog was it? It was a Border Collie. Oh. And Border Collies are not family dogs, period. Mm. No. They're not family dogs. They're working dogs. We had a Border Collie as a family dog farms. that never got in an apartment with five kids five kids in an apartment we never did anything with this dog guess what happened it tore off my brother's face not once but twice so it had to be put down wow we fucked it up and then we got a pit bull that never got spayed and then she got aggressive we only had her for a year and a half wow it's awful and then we had another dog that we never neutered never trained was a chow mix was an asshole to anybody. Complete liability. I'm surprised that dog didn't kill somebody. Or didn't attack anybody. Yeah. And luckily he was fine with, like, all of the people in our family. Yeah. And he died because he was sick. He was the only dog that we actually took care of. And he lived till he got sick and died. And it was his... It was just his time. Yeah. And then I get a dog when I'm... 18 years old thinking I'm gonna be a dog trainer and I get this crackhead dog and I do nothing with him because I'm also like I'm gonna be a dog trainer at 18 and then I do it for like a couple years and I'm like but it's so much fun to go out and party but then I have a puppy at home but like fucking dick is great (laughs) so do you guys see like my habits that my family instilled that the mistakes that I've made I'm learning from them and understanding and I took care of that dog till he got sick and died oh yeah he was old he was old and then um but I could have given him more I could have done more yeah you know what I mean I could have been more responsible and he could have been less psycho later on in life and then when we got the pit bull uh, he my husband had a pit bull he came along into my life with this pit bull and they got together and that's when the responsibility started to change. I started focusing on my family and um, what these dogs needed. They started getting a better life, but they got a better life at six, seven years old versus right from the get-go. And that is sad and that is my fuck up. And then as they got older, they needed more things. They needed more from us. Maybe not as much attention because they didn't want it, but they needed more medical. They needed better food. Things couldn't be, like, we couldn't just, like, get by. And then we got another dog because she was a foster fail. Yeah. And I still love her to pieces. But she's it. She's the last dog. I'm not getting any more animals after this. Yeah. And it's weird, like, having that thought because we're the same like we're after all of our pets pass like we're not getting any more no no not at all that's it my like mm -hmm. a part of me is kind of like excited about it like i've never had a life where i didn't have animals 
Like, my biological mom was a cat hoarder. Like, she had the outdoor cats. We had the indoor cats. And, like, if we found a kitten on the side of the road or... Oh, I forgot to tell you. I also had fish and birds. Yeah, we ha- I had birds, too. Obviously, they're not around. <laughs> and so we didn't have a good relationship with the animals that we had. Yeah. We've always had great relief. I grew up with responsible responsible pet parents to a degree i was just about to say so the cats i do have a bad habit with because growing up we never took our cats to the vet and so i have this old school mentality that cats like are fine for some reason so i'm a little bad with my cats um but i check their teeth their teeth are like beautiful and overall like the other they've one, never the, had any issues like with their bladder like they pee a lot i know a lot of cats suffer from utis because they don't drink enough water um so i don't know i've always been lucky with my cats mm-hmm. um and they're 12 this year so but, but they are spayed and neutered and they do get cared for and then um and they have been to the vet a couple times because something like arise and you know i got it taken care of um my dogs have always been well taken care of dental cleanings yearly vaccinations i personally stopped vaccinating at 10 years old because i don't feel that old dogs should get vaccines so and they've had vaccines for 10 years so and you're, I not, you're not doing anything with them exactly and i don't do anything with them yeah. they don't go to dog parks i don't believe in doggy daycares like they're fine yeah so and they've had enough vaccines that it's i believe it's been proven that vaccines stay in the system a lot longer than the yearly vaccines that you have to get um so anyways that's not the point um so it's odd it's truly odd it's a really weird concept because i do feel like if you if people find out in the industry that you don't have dogs or an animal it's not even just in the industry it's clients how could they trust you with their animals if, if you, you don't, don't have, have animals, animals of your own? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like... There's something wrong with you. That you don't have pets. Exactly. But it's like, I love I love dogs. Oh, yeah. And I love, I love cats. And I love to be around them. But I really do enjoy that separation. That that damn dog goes home and doesn't come home with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the same concept of being a, a teacher and not having children. Yeah. Like, ever having kids. There's nothing wrong with a teacher that doesn't have children. Yeah. They could have the passion and love for children. Yeah, but, but not have to have children themselves. Exactly, because they have to deal with children. All the time. And it's tiring. It's exhausting. You know? That click, that separation is just so nice Yeah, to some. But then I also, I also carry this feeling of judgment. And I hate to do this, but like... And, and it's because I've seen really poor examples and or I've seen this is what I see and I just don't it's something about it makes me uncomfortable where is like the pet industry is just like all over the place. Right. And so like you'll see groomers that have not like one dog, but they'll have like five, six, seven dogs. Mm-hmm. And it's like one I know that's a lot of work to keep up with those dogs as a groomer. Yeah. Like you'll obviously have to take one day every four weeks out of your life to groom 
your own dogs for free, no income, and you just yeah. spend that money on your dogs. And yeah. like, it, yeah, it's your labor, but it's still your product, right? And so you have to wash them. And it's like, how do you love that many dogs? Or how do those dogs get as much as they need? And then I start seeing, like, I don't have a problem with GoFundMes. Like, I think GoFundMes are an unfortunate... time and place. Well, it's unfortunately necessary in our kind of state of our universe because we don't have we don't have that break financially we don't have free our own health care we don't have that break where we can take care of our animals properly mm-hmm. and so like i understand like there's gofundmes out there but then i start seeing like people who have like way too many animals or they have too much responsibility that they probably shouldn't have and no judgment whatever your mentality was at the moment when you chose to take on that responsibility. But it's like, it's also, it kind of, it does, I don't want to say it irks me, but it like makes me feel a, a type of way and I can't explain it where you have that many animals and financially you cannot do it. Yeah. And you keep doing it. Yeah. Right. And then on top of that, let's say like you are just that Vanderpump bitch who has all the money in the world and can have as many dogs as possible. Like, do you have that amount of love to give to every single dog? Do you have that amount of energy to give every single dog what they need? Like, everybody has a savior complex, and I think it gets in the way of the actual, like, larger problem because, like, well, I can just take on more. I can just keep taking on more. If I have the finances, I can keep taking on more. Yeah. And then it's like, well, are you doing more? You're taking on more responsibility. But are you doing more? Are you doing anything? Are you emotionally and physically satisfying these animals? Exactly. Are Are you doing anything to make the general population of the dogs or the cats any better by taking on more? Yeah. Like, are you? No. And I think people need to start really, really looking at it like, okay, what is it... What is it to have a dog at this point? Are they working? Are they part of, like, protection? Are they a family member? Because what are they? If they're your family member, there's a certain amount of responsibility that goes into a family member, just like our own. And we really need to focus on, you know, our family as well, like the responsibility it is to be a human to another human. Mm-hmm. But like, if we're starting to put dogs and cats into that field, into that like space, what is it that they require need? And if they're in that space, are they entitled to right? Yeah. Cause we're not fulfilling that. And then taking more, we're not fulfilling that. If they're working or if they're property and we're keeping them in that space, things make a little bit more sense, but you still have the responsibility to keep up with them, to make sure their health is good, to make sure their education is on par to what you need for them, for for how you need them to work, right? If they're guard, same thing. That's a working dog. They're there to protect what do you need to do to keep them protecting you? That's still responsibility. 
but you see a lot, and a lot of times we're in spaces where dogs get left and what do we do we take them oh yeah yeah and i'm sorry but like i see a lot of groomers who end up being who end up starting starting rescues <laughs> yes cats and dogs sorry i'm not pinpointing anybody but let's be serious no, it's true. And they recruit other groomers to take their dogs uh-huh. off their hands. So, and then it's, nobody wins. Nobody wins. Mm-mm. Yeah, you have a loving companion, but in the, at the end of the day, you're taking on five, six dogs. You you can't give them. Somebody's going to end up with less. And it's not going to be you because you're the adult. And yeah. you're the human. Yeah. And so, like, I have an issue with, like, a collecting animals. And I also have an issue with collecting animals that serve no purpose. Ooh, yes. So then there's the thing. When we see groomers, we see groomers. And they usually don't have just, like, one dog. They have multiple dogs. And then, you know, like, I understand groomers that have dogs for show. That makes a lot more sense because that's, that's like, your business. And that's your brand. And you have to expand on that and it is extremely difficult to get a dog prepped that you're not familiar that you're familiar with whenever you're trying to show or compete and stuff like that so it's easier i understand it's easier just to have your own at least one of your own dogs Mm -hmm. right yeah um but here's the deal like most of us are not competitors we're not competitive or we're not competitive groomers we're not show groomers. Most of us are not. Like, let's just put it out there, guys. Yeah. Like, if we're talking about, like, the av... Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Most of us are not. Mm-hmm. And that's why those groomers are uh, a breed of its own, uh, of their but own. I've noticed a lot of those, the competitive groomers, they borrow dogs. They do borrow dogs. And they have relations relationships with yes people and there's also if you don't if you also see like there's also kind of like a fluctuation of ownership too right like they'll own a dog for a certain amount of years but then they'll give the dog back yes so like there's like the ownership they have contracts with the, with these uh-huh, animals and the situations are are very different and those are in I want to say that they're in professional settings maybe they're not always professional settings you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I still think that could be detrimental to some dogs like some dogs get attached and then they're not with that person anymore and then there's other dogs that are just bred built and trained that way yeah but like in our everyday lives that's not the case and so we're taking on all these dogs and then you know a, you see a lot of groomers start rescues and it's like they're trying to get that tax exemption and that 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 licensing to be a hoarder and i'm flat out saying it yeah like there was yeah we do know someone that was in that kind of situation it's a lot it's a lot of groomers i want i it's a lot of fucking groomers and there's groomers going into cats uh rescues and then they're like You'll notice, like, things are, like, happening on, like, maybe borderline illegal or really shady. Yeah. And it's, is it because they're irresponsible or is it because they take on too much or is it just, like, like, your intentions are great, but, like, it's not, like, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's right. And it's also, it's almost as if it's encouraging 
more problems later on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, I don't know. Like, if less... I, 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 you don't want less people to have animals because you still want to make money. So you need people to have animals. But, like, I honestly don't know. I think if I just had a good set of really good clients and that's it, I think I, sh I would be fine. Right? And... You know, in a perfect world, I would have all the policies in the world saying that your dog has to be perfect every time it comes into grooming. Coat-wise, temperament-wise, all of it. And it's your responsibility as an owner. And I encourage you to um, push that responsibility onto other people that you would recommend coming to see me. What? And then... I'm confused. You lost me. So, like, it's not just... It's, just, it's not just us that sometimes has like a buttload of dogs right sometimes we take care of people who have a buttload of dogs mm. if we're like super strict with like if we start changing things within ourselves <laughs> or being like a little bit more responsible as a community you know knowledge is power and we start pushing that onto our clients maybe it'll change a little bit because i have one client that used to have a rescue and this is what I'm saying. Like, anybody can have a fucking rescue because all they do is put the rescue on their hoarding situation. And she's still a fucking hoarder. Or they call it a rescue because for you to be a legitimate rescue, you need to be C3P. 501C3P. Yeah, 501C, blah, whatever. I can the never get it. The nonprofit tax exemption. Yeah, to be a legitimate one, though, yes. you have to have that. But a lot of people will just collect animals. And call themselves a rescue. Yes. And then act, never actually rehome these pets. Exactly. Or they feel like they successfully rehomed one or two animals. They think they can do it all the time. And it's hard. It is hard. To be a legitimate rescue. Exactly. And find homes. like And like keeping, homes. keeping the same standards always. Yeah. It's like, hard. It's just like I think people, again, come in with it with great intentions and then they just like fall by the wayside because this one, this one client that I have that I deal with, and she has she's always on, always on the pet finders and the and she's always like, hey, do you know anybody who um, wants to adopt this cat or this dog? Do you want to adopt this cat or this dog? And I'm like, no, 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 like no doesn't like she doesn't comprehend the no. Yeah. Right. Or like. I have to push it further where I have to explain myself. Like, I don't have any friends, so stop. Yeah. You know? But then she was like, oh, well, maybe I'll take this dog. But then I see her dogs, like, maybe at the minimum or at most, like, every 12 weeks. And she has two poodles. She has a Chinese crested. And she has um, a chihuahua. And she also has five cats. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot. And in city limits, if you're not a rescue, which they do have a cap on how many dogs you can have in a rescue. Yeah. Um, but she's not a rescue anymore. But within she, city limits, you can only have three animals. Yeah, but I just don't understand how she ever had a rescue because she used to have a rescue. Oh. And I don't understand how she ever had a rescue. And granted, like when her when her dogs are sick, she takes really good care of them. And she basically says, like, oh, they'll eat before I eat, always. But it's not spread equally. Like, she had this Yorkie, 
and he his kidneys were failing or something was failing and basically he died but she like did red light therapy the dog got infusions twice a week it was a lot of money but her other dogs were like healthy overall but their teeth are fucked up they're matted. They were getting sores on their body from the matting. Their so nails the basic are too long. necessities still were not being, being met. Yes, met. And then when we were in lockdown, she tried like shaving her crested herself. She skinned the dog. The dog has permanent scarring. Oh my god! She skinned the dog because she thought she could do it herself. And she was like, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, it looks like her mouth. She's she's getting more irritated when I do her clean face. Uh-huh. And she's already missing a lot of teeth. So I was like, it's probably her teeth. She probably needs, a, like, a dental. And I'm thinking that this dog is 12. She told me the dog was 5. Oh, my God. Yes. And all of her dog's teeth are all fucked up. They're, they always come in a matted mess. And she's like, oh, you know. She's like, oh, I, she's always saying like how she feels bad with how bad they they end up before she can get them in financially. And she just got her one dog's kidney taken out so she could survive a little bit longer. So like her old chihuahua that she has, again, she pays for infusions, IVs and therapies. And she had a whole kidney removed out of the dog. So the dog could live longer. So like how old is this chihuahua? The chihuahua is like 15. So, like, she keeps them living, and when something major happens, she puts a lot of money into it. But it all falls by the wayside because her other dogs and her other animals are not getting, like, the quality that she's giving at that dog at that moment. It's not balancing out. It's not balancing out because she does not have the income to support all those animals. Yeah. And then to have five cats. And she's like, do you know anybody who can groom five cats? For this amount of price. And I'm like no. I've never heard of anybody. Doing any cat in my vicinity. less For less than $75. (laughs) And then her house is a mess. She's like I deal with piss and shit everywhere. And obviously you are going to deal with piss and shit everywhere. When you have senior dogs. And you have cats. And you have sick animals. Like some of your, your dogs are sick occasionally. Like, having that many animals, you're not going to avoid a pee and poop accident. Yeah. Like, no matter how well-trained your dogs are, you have that many animals, someone's shitting on your walls at least once that week. That's something you have to clean. Yeah. That's something that became, like, turn a regular environment unsanitary. Yeah. Like, my dog's getting old. Nala, she's getting old. So what what happens when you have old dogs? They get temperamental. The weather's not right. She won't shit outside. She'll shit in my house. Yeah. And I already have a cat that shits in my house technically because she shits in a... A box. A box, but... Yeah. That's still gross. Like, I have to clean a litter box. Yeah. That's nasty. They... She's still young enough that you probably introduced the automated ones. What? Automated litter boxes? Um... I don't have a problem with those, but, like, I was reading the reviews and honestly... They're hit and miss. We have the best most sanitary easy to clean litter box even though we have to do it manually so like we have the best of the best what do you have just a regular litter box it's just the way it's shaped it makes it easy to clean and easy to sanitize 
And apparently the automated ones are extremely difficult to sanitize. And when they break, you have to get a new one. Yeah. And they're not cheap. So we got this $30, like, regular litter box. I don't understand what makes a box... Better than an automated one? No. Like, yours the best of the best when it's just shaped a certain way? I don't know. It's it's maybe because people don't want simple. They want easy and comfort, and it ends Is up it not being... Is it a sifting one? Like, no. You do it all yourself. Well, yeah, most cat boxes. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's not like one where you can just like lift one yeah, panel. Yeah, yeah, no. This one we got because, like, we read a bunch of reviews and we watched a bunch of tutorials on it. What's a tu- What do you need a tutorial on if you just start... I don't... I didn't know anything about cats and I was like, what is the easiest, most sanitary, like, bathroom for a cat? And I wanted an automated one. Mm-hmm. But they're, like, really expensive. Yes. And they're hard to clean. Even though it's self-cleaning, it still, ha- it still gets buildup. They don't self-sanitize. Yeah. And well, that, some of them can. Okay, well, I'm not spending $1,000 on a yeah, cat box. Yeah, those ones are, like, super expensive. Yeah, when it's, like, I can get this 31, it's it's $30 one, is sturdy, I just have to clean the poop myself, but it's, like, really easy to sanitize. I don't know, it's just, <sighs> I've been working around shit a lot, you know, with babies and working as yeah. a groomer, and when you smell in your house, if your house smells like shit like cat or rotten food, that means mm-hmm. there's bacteria in the air and that means the environment is not sanitary. And I'm not saying, like, we need to be in a bubble, but I'm just saying, It's almost like, impossible to have a sanitary house when you have pets. Yeah, I just want to get close enough to it and, I, you know, I shit in a toilet, they don't. So, I can flush my shit away. You can teach her. I'm not going to do that. That's responsible. You see where I'm at? <laughs> So yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't know how it's going to make my clients feel. I don't know. I don't. Are you going to like advertise that you don't have pets? No, but I have mentioned that before because some people feel emboldened to say certain things in front of me and like, Like I don't, huh? Like what? Like people are like, will say like, I don't understand why other, why people don't have animals. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, no, no, no. I don't want everybody to have animals. No, not everybody should have animals. Like, it's just been... People have gotten too... Animals are an addiction. Yes, people have gotten too comfortable with that idea of therapy and, like, this is another comfort thing for them. Mm -hmm. And it's like a real-life stuffed animal. And people don't... and, And I'm not saying... It does become a class situation, you know? Yeah. And I hate that it is, but it makes sense as to why. Yeah, because not everybody can afford... Not I shouldn't say, shouldn't say class, but I do think pets are a privilege that not everybody can afford. Pets are a privilege. And people think because they have the love, they have also have the privilege. And I and want you to have the privilege. Love isn't enough. But exactly... You, you need the financial backing. If you are having a hard time paying your bills, do not get a doodle or a poodle or something that has to be groomed on the regular if you're yeah. not going to do it yourself. Yeah. If you don't have the time to one dedicate to learning how to groom the dog yourself, because sometimes there's people who are like, 
I can do this much and then I'll go to the groomer. And I'm fine with that. If mm-hmm. you're keeping your Shih Tzu up kept. Yeah, I have a client that just texted me or emailed me because I sent out an email stating, like, I'm still alive. I'll send you, like, an update on when yeah. I'm going to be going back to work. And my one of my clients like, I never found a groomer, but I've been just clipping him away. Yeah. And, like, I know he's going to be tragic when I get back. But is he going to be brushed and well taken care of? Yes. That is fine. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I'll fix their work, but... And that's what we need to encourage if... Oh, yeah. I've never had a problem. I've never been that groomer that, like, if you need to do your own maintenance in between and it doesn't look that great, but you're fine with me clipping your dog and they don't always look like the picture, essentially. Yeah. And you're cool with that and I'm cool with that. Like, that doesn't bother me. That's Mm -hmm. never bothered me. You know, it shows that they've taken the time to learn how to kind of do something safely yeah. without injuring their dog. And, like, their dog's not mad at but, mm-hmm. like... But, like, not... Nobody's... Everybody's getting too comfortable with convenience. And so, like, they expect you, regardless of the situation, to fix the situ- their situation that they're in. And you can't fix broke. Yeah, no. And it, shit just happens. Like, our situation... We were able to afford our animals before. Yeah. We didn't know we were going to be having twins. And it set us back financially. But... You also don't expect problems. And you can plan for emergencies. Oh, but you don't know how much that emergency is going to be. Exactly. And so, it's funny. Like, we're kind of segueing into this. But I did see a post on one of the groups that I'm in. Grooming groups. And someone was talking about possibly rehoming their dog. And Mm. what I see a lot is groomers attack. And basically saying, like, you need to try all these things before you can rehome your dog. Yeah. And let's normalize just rehoming our pets. If we cannot financially Mm. afford them anymore, if we emotionally can't handle it anymore, why can't we rehome i I don't see any issue with that i see a complete issue i'm 100 against rehoming and and i'm not saying i'm against rehoming i'm just you would rather keep a dog in a home no let me finish i don't want to normalize it i don't want to normalize rehoming situation i want to normalize i think you're taking what i'm saying like rehoming all the time but i'm talking about within our industry Mm -hmm. we have an issue with other groomers rehoming I'm not talking about society in general because well, I think people get dogs too willy-nilly and then give them away and then get another dog and then yeah. give that away. I'm not talking about that. But that still happens in our industry too. Yes and no, but not as much as it does out in like the real world. I'm just talking about groomers have a tendency to not take or allow people to have situations to where they do need to rehome their pets. I get it, exhaust what you can, but sometimes people have already exhausted those things and they just aren't emotionally equipped anymore and they need to rehome their dog, but yet they're still getting attacked for needing to rehome their dog. I don't want to say attacked and I want to meet you in a middle ground. And as a former dog trainer, the rehoming situation bothers me and the only reason it bothers me is again, we get into, 
we get into this industry because we love animals and our hearts are a little bit bigger than what is what we can actually handle sometimes sometimes and so we take on certain things that we didn't realize maybe we shouldn't have gotten into so i think like we or just situations get really change situations do change like in even in your case your situation completely changed as far as your attitude towards your pets let me just put this out there we're not rehoming no i know animals i know but, i know yeah. you'll never rehome your animals but like i get under certain circumstances no one should be attacked for wanting better for what you know for their for their pet their family member mm-hmm. anything like that but is we have gotten too comfortable when we're working with animals and thinking that we're knowledgeable, uh, so knowledgeable to the point to take on that responsibility. So you do see a lot of groomers getting into this industry because they like animals, realizing this industry is a little bit more difficult, realizing you do get burnout, and then they're stuck with an animal and a job that they may not like. And so you do see a lot of groomers saying, I may have taken on something I can't handle. I need to rehome. See, I've never seen that. And people and- are attacking. You need to cut this out. You need to do that. I don't, I do understand why rehoming is a thing. I don't like rehoming. I don't, I think that responsibility of giving, I, I just, it's just one of those kind of things where it, it bothers me. It's the same thing with people. Like, I don't know. I have a, I have a family that kind of. They're too transient with their pets. Transient with their pets and a lot of times transient with our family members. So like our family members are constantly coming in and out, constantly being involved, not involved. And so it's like, it's like a mind fuck all the time. And so like when I see that, even with an animal, that's some, something that we were supposed to be dedicated to that our responsibility is to one educate ourselves to take on that responsibility and to one do everything in our power to be as flexible with that responsibility i understand things don't have like things happen like deaths in the family happen you lose your job your house gets burnt down you cannot take care of this animal just like sometimes you can't take care of people but like there i do understand like I don't want to say I agree with the tax, but I understand when people get a little frustrated because as a dog trainer, I've been frustrated before where I see people constantly when their minds constantly change with no forethought. And it, yeah, but I don't think these situations that I'm talking about, we should be okay with people rehoming is that there isn't a forethought. I honestly, you give too much credit to people though. Cause it's, we get In excited this situation that this person was talking about. I don't think rehoming was a bad thing. I think it was the right choice. That could be that situation. But like I said, it is very common in our industry. And because we work with animals, to collect animals, to maybe take on more than we're supposed to. And like animals and dogs and cats tend to be playing cards for our, with our emotions. So you see a lot of people saying, I need to rehome this or I need to rehome that. It becomes like, it becomes kind of a problem. And I I did it as a dog trainer. I did it. I didn't give up my animals, but like as a dog trainer, I got really excited. And how can you learn how to train a dog unless you don't, unless you have a dog, unless you have more dogs, right? Mm -hmm. And as a groomer, how do you learn to groom dogs if you don't have a poodle? Poodles are a nightmare as puppies, okay? How are you, a groomer, 
if you don't have a dog that needs to be groomed? I don't have a dog that needs to be groomed Okay, anymore. well, we're, you've grown in this industry. I'm just saying, like, early on. You know? How are you a groomer in this industry if you don't have a gr- dog that needs to be groomed? You don't have a schnauzer. You don't have a shih tzu. You don't have See, a poodle. Well, I did You have haven't one. rescued a dog. I did rescue Okay, one. so did I. So, but you're a groomer. You're a groomer. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what... This is, like, the pattern. Yeah, but I don't think I would have rescued a dog unless... Because oatmeal literally just, like, walked in. So, like, <laughs> they all just... Sometimes they walk in. They do. But, like, we locked eyes from across the room, okay. you know? And it was, like... Your a, love story is very similar to a lot of people's love story. It is, but... Yeah. And that <laughs> connection between you and oatmeal was so intense that you would do anything for that dog. I did do anything for her. Okay, and that's not always the case with everyone. No. And that's when rehoming happens, and I understand why it's rehoming, but I don't like the pattern. I don't like how it's kind of a normal thing. I don't want it to be normal. I want us to continue to grow as a community and realize, as a groomer, maybe I should wait to figure out if I can handle a fucking poodle. Yeah. Right? Maybe it's not the right time to co-own a dog because emotionally, like, can I separate co-owning a dog? Yeah. I'm only going to have this dog for a couple years and then they have to go to work and make more dogs. Okay? We're not taking that step back. We're getting excited because we're in this industry and this industry is, like, we're with animals. Yeah. And so we're playing with animals all day. And that thought of... We're playing with animals. (laughs) That thought of having something loyal and loving come home with us is very endearing. And it's enticing. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't think rehoming is necessarily a bad thing. But I do not want to normalize it. I don't want to normalize it. I want to normalize us now saying we can be professionals without having to take on more or adding more to the problem. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm not going to have any more dogs. Yeah. I'm going to take a break for the next... I don't know, even know how long. I When I'm ready, I'll take on a dog. Another dog. I won't do cats again, though. No reptiles. None of it. My husband looks every day and sends me dog memes and stuff because he wants another dog. But I told him, you can't give your children... He does the best he can... But my husband struggles with a lot, right? And getting an animal, why does he want to get an animal? He do, He's not an active dude. He's not an active guy. Even if we adopted a senior, we don't have the money for a senior. But we also don't have the time and energy for a puppy. Yeah. And getting those middle-level dogs, you still don't know. You don't yeah. know. You still true. have to be able to dedicate your time. I told him, if you're not doing extra with your children... You shouldn't give that to another dog. Yeah. Well, because if you're not giving it to them, you're not going to give it to a dog. You think you will, and then and you will at first, but then you don't in the long run. And then there's that whole thing, like, what if he gives everything to that dog, and we're at the wayside? I will be pissed. I deserve more than a fucking dog that you decide to bring in. Yeah. Period. Yeah. No. That's... If you think you're missing something and you think a dog fills that void, there's an issue. Yeah. You need to get help. Yes. It out. No, we're just... We've had this discussion many times. But it's controversial. It's weird. It feels weird. 
it saying does, it. No, it does feel weird. And then... Even seeing it. If I didn't see animals in your house and I knew you were a dog groomer... It would be weird. You were weird. But that will be the case one day. It, yeah. You know. We probably have... Let's see our dogs. Cookie's a little 10 and Raisin's 11. Yeah, me and Harvey have been together 12 years. So, yeah. So, in the next four to five years... You know, unless something happens. I don't think so. Um, we won't have any pets. Nala's 12. And the cats are 13. Oh. Lucky. My cat's one and a half. Lucky. Camel's like my best friend. <laughs> we would be we would be devastated when Nala goes. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, But I will be... 100% devastated, but like just like the thought of not having to step in shit in the middle of the night <laughs> would be great. That's why I kennel my pets. I've always been a kenneler. I we used to kennel her all the time, but she's old now. And oatmeal was still kenneled and she was old. We don't like taking her out. <laughs> what do you mean? Like just Nala just sleeps all the time. Uh-huh. The only time she has accidents is that when we let her out, she kind of goes off, doesn't actually shit, and then comes back in and shits in the house. Oh, she's starting that. Oatmeal did that, where she thought she was outside, but she was not outside. And yeah. Because she, she would go outside, and she would wander. Yeah. And then she'd come in, and I think she thought she was still outside, and she would poop. Like... Our carpets weren't the best, um, but once Obiel hit a certain age, she demolished those carpets. Nala is just more or less like if it's too hot, too cold, rainy, windy. No, she was just she's she just, just finicky. Dementia, I think. Nala's like you. <laughs> That's how Raisin is, and oh god, it pisses me off. Oh man, it makes me so mad. I just don't like it when there's accidents in the house. And that's another reason why, like, we just don't want any more pets because I try so hard to keep up with the hair in this house. And I think it's gotten so much better. But it's never ending. But it is. That's exactly what it is. And it is. It's everywhere. Never, like, secluded. No. It's everywhere. Yes. Everywhere. And, like, I have, over the years, have gotten to, like... I started hating dog hair. And, like, I work in an industry full of dog hair. Yeah. And so I started just having to vacuum, like, literally everything. I don't... Like, dog hair started to give me anxiety. Yeah. And then having to come home, and there's dog hair everywhere. And, like, it wasn't so much of a big deal when there wasn't kids, but then I got pregnant, and the hair, like... That was the biggest nesting issue. I didn't nest in the sense of getting the nursery ready. Oh, I was psycho. I didn't nest in getting the house 100% prepared. I nested in a way of trying to eradicate hair from my house. (laughs) And because hair was bothering me. And so I said, I have two sharks. I have one upstairs. I have one downstairs. They run every single day. And then... I was having housekeepers once a week, and then we had to go to twice a week once the babies came, and that was bothering me, and I didn't like seeing hair on my babies. Like, that was a big reason why the dogs 
can't be on the furniture because Cookie's hair is everywhere. Yeah. She's Pug and she's Pitbull. We all know what that means. Lots and lots of shedding. It's like a husky, but short. And yeah, just everywhere. And so the babies are on the furniture. Mm-hmm. They're on my bed. And so that means dog hair was going to be on them. And I couldn't fathom that thought. Like, that gave me anxiety. Yeah. So once the babies came home, it was no more. They're not on the furniture. And, like, our clothes look a lot better because we don't have dog hair on us when we get off the couch. So it's great. Um, but Look, Luckily, Nala's, when we got a new couch and we... St- we stopped letting Captain on the furniture a long time ago and uh-huh. Jules. And they were okay. And I hate to say it that I did let the little dog on the couch because I love Nala. I don't know. <laughs> I just loved her more than the other dogs. Sorry. Um, but oh, luckily when we got a new couch and Fable was born, Nala can't actually jump up on the couch anymore. So she, she can't. Yeah. She just physically can't do it. So we got very lucky. Yeah. But now we have a cat. And I find her hair in my braces. Your teeth? Yes. My braces get dog hair in them. Like, even at work. Because I'm such a mouth breather. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. But, like, because the cat can go places, like, she's on the furniture. Like, you can't kick her off the furniture because you don't know where she's at. No, I get that. Cats are really hard to, to break habits. And I didn't know cats shed that much. Oh, cats shed a lot. She fucking sheds so much. She has the shiniest, most beautiful coat. Sheds so bad. Yeah. Not as bad as Cookie, though. Yeah. No, I have two cat shedders. I have a dog shedder. Raisin has never really shed that much. Um, but if he does, like, his hair is, like, super tiny. So, like, yeah, I've never noticed it. But... It's the hair. It's really the hair that drives me insane. Yeah. So, like, no matter what I do, like, her hair is on my walls. Like, it drives me nuts. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of... So it feels weird. Cathartic to think, like, at some point... We won't have animals. You might not have kids and animals. You can go back to just doing things for yourself i've never done that so there's no going back to that that's a new beginning that would be a new beginning for me as well because again i had dogs right out of high school that i shouldn't have had so that's my point is that i want that feeling i want to at least experience it yeah i've never experienced it in my life it seems like a good slate to start like it'll feel weird huh it'll feel weird oh i'm pretty sure i might have a meltdown it was weird not allowing my pets on the furniture yeah. They don't care after a while. You feed them, you play with them, you make them happy. They don't care. They yeah. really don't. Yeah, we took Cookie to the park last week. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, she was loving it. She was sore the next day. You know, because she's, she's getting older. She's getting older, and we weren't taking to her, taking the park, taking her to the park as often um, as we should, but we at least through the ball like in the backyard yeah and so she's not used to such exercise yeah and early on in your pregnancy we were hiking too and she was good Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean it's it's there's just a lot of give you they need so much yeah but it'll be a weird place because there are groomers out there who do not have pets and i think that's weird 
I 100% think that's weird. But, like, I get why. And I want to be okay with it. Yeah. I think that's where this conversation is leading to. Like, yeah. You just have to be okay with it. Yeah. It'll be weird. It it feels weird. It feels weird, like, talking about it because we're even when we were talking about it amongst ourselves yeah it was weird and that's why we had to bring it on we had to discuss it yeah because we're gonna be going through back to back to back with our pets it'll start with the cats first and then if you're lucky (laughs) there's one in particular no i'm just kidding (laughs) um but yeah you know it'll start with the cats and then make its way down you know and i think like the hardest part is our kids might not have memories of having animals. Mm-hmm. Depending on how old they are. Like, they might have, like, a core memory or two. Yeah. But they're not going to have, like, the memories that I had with animals. So, Story has core memories. And, obviously, Fable has memories of, like, the other two dogs that we had. So, Story has plenty of memories with Captain. She has a core memory of jewels because she'd say like i remember her because she also remembers the feeling when we put jewels down Mm -hmm. she said that was a sad day and she was like three or four and then when we put captain down like fable was a baby really little baby and then story was upset and sad and she's still for what a year remember how she used to talk about how captain died Mm -hmm. and so she would have like breakdowns because captain died yeah you know they it is a moment a learning moment for children to like learn that kind of love from an animal also learn about the death of an animal and the responsibility of an animal Mm -hmm. but you know they can learn that later too so You're not taking away from them? No, I don't think so. And, like, I just remember when I was a kid, like, I always had animals. And then you'd have your, like, animals that you were super close to. Mm -hmm. And, like, not having those animals anymore. That was, that's always hard. Like, like, even as a kid, that that rocks your world. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if it's necessarily protecting them or having them miss out on... A learning experience well there's chris who hurt his mom you know grew up in at a time which was like which we think is a third world country but she was actually well off in the third world country mm-hmm. but they had chickens they had outdoor animals they had animals all the time so now she lives in freaking new york in a pretty nice house and she's like no animals no animals even in an apartment no animals no animals and so like Chris never got that companionship. And so when he became an adult, he became a collector of animals. And he was running through animals. Like, he would get a snake, trade it, trade it, get another snake, trade it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would get a dog. It would die too quickly because something happened. Or he'd have to get rid of another dog. And, like, that bothers me. It should be, like, an emergency situation. It shouldn't be, like, a common thing. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. No, I agree. I don't like it when people go through animals. Yeah. It's not... Because, to me... Okay, like, I know I was saying, like, normalize rehoming. And I think that for, like, other people, but like, I can't rehome. Oh, I, was, I can't rehome either. Like, 
I've given away, in my, my adult life, I had lost a cat and then had to rehome two cats. One of them was supposed to, was a very temporary. Oh, and then I had to rehome a bird. But that was, the bird flew onto your... Yeah, the bird literally flew onto my patio. So it wasn't, like, yours anyway. Yeah, like, it fucking, the bird came out of nowhere and was, like, whistling at me. Yeah. And so I only had that bird for, like, a day or two before my cats tried to murder it. Yeah. And so then I was, like, this would not be a fair life. So I knew somebody that knew somebody who took birds, and they actually happened to have just lost a cockatiel. So, like, passed away. And so, like... Yeah. It was perfect timing for that person. And so they received the bird. They enjoyed the bird. I'm sure the bird is still happy. happy with this person. And then there was a Himalayan cat drop-off. Um, they called him Money. I called him... What was his name? Demon? Hell? Something. Because he was mean. Um and so I ended up having to drop him off at the shelter. Well, I didn't. I made someone else do it because I didn't have the balls to do it. Because <laughs> the cat was really mean. The cat kept biting me. And the first night I had it, it, like, attacked me by jumping off of my refrigerator and, like, bombing me from the air. And, yeah, no, the cat was fucking nuts. And, like, I couldn't go into my kitchen because it, yeah... It was a fucking nuts. I had maybe that cat for a week or two and ended up having to tear up my carpet because I think it was an outdoor indoor cat and it refused to use the litter box. So it pissed all in my dining room area. So I had to remove that carpet and the padding and like that's how I lived. And so then I ended up being like, I can't take this anymore. And so, yeah, no. I tried to keep animals way past my emotional comfort. And so... But you did this early on in your career with animals, didn't it? Yes. Oh, this was like within like maybe the first five years of my career. I was Uh, going through all of this. Yeah. And then a friend of mine dumped her cat on me um, because she was leaving to Florida. And Uh she said that she would come back for her cat. She never did. Yeah. And it kept pooping everywhere in my house yeah she wasn't peeing but she was pooping and so it was not your cat wasn't my cat and i felt bad like i was like hey someone needs you need somebody else to come and like take your cat and so i ended up giving it to her sister they ended up losing her cat and so i felt like shit so yeah and then yeah that was bella So then I was just down to my original four, or my original three, which was Oatmeal, Camo, and Penny. And Camo and Penny I had with an ex. So she was supposed to take Camo, but I swear to God she murdered her cat. And I was like, you're not taking these cats. Not one. So I ended up keeping both of them. Oh, and fun fact, I had ferrets. Because she wanted ferrets. My oh my ex. god! Yeah. Do you do you see why I'm talking about this? Yeah. Like the more you reveal your adulthood, <laughs> yeah, and working in this industry, do you see the problem yeah. that I'm explaining? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, no, we had ferrets for a hot second. Oh, God. She didn't want to take the ferrets. And I said, I'm taking these animals. You need to take the ferrets. And she wouldn't take the ferrets. So I went back and I just dropped them off at Petco. And, like, I cried. I felt like shit. But I couldn't take care of them. Yeah. Because um, you can't just have one ferret. You have to have two ferrets. Yes. So. I killed a bunch of fish. Like, three fishes. I've never... Like the betas? Yeah, okay, I shouldn't say never. I had beta, um, but my cats killed every beta that I had, so I couldn't have a beta. My roommate couldn't have a beta either because they murdered her beta. They tried murdering her turtle. Um, Yeah, I've had quite a bit of animals. Tweakers, I had tweakers, which was my first cat as an adult. You know what? I really thought you had tweakers because I know in your history you've had tweakers. So I thought tweakers was like people. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, this was a cat. I named her tweakers because she was a tweaker. Like she was fucking nuts. Uh And so I was saving up money to get her spayed because I took her from a coworker who hadn't gotten her spayed yet. And so that's why I named her Tweakers because she was, every time she went into heat, she was fucking nuts. And so, yeah. Um, The day I was, so we had to put down my ex's cat because they were kind of like lovers. And the day we came home without him, I don't know how she got out. I I don't know if we left the back door open on accident or she slipped out of the door when we were leaving for work. But I came home. She had a vet appointment the next day to get spayed. And she wasn't there. I don't know how the fuck she got out. She had never gotten out of the house before. Was she currently in heat at that moment? Oh. I think she was just devastated. Because what happened was my ex hit her cat in the head. And because he... He was getting older, and he started pooping outside of the litter box. He was a bigger cat, and I didn't tell her because I knew she got too aggressive with him. Uh And So I didn't tell her, but she found me cleaning it up, and I didn't want him to get in trouble because that doesn't bother me. It's a cat. You can can only do so much to train them. Exactly. I'll just clean it up. He's getting older. It's just what happens. And she, like dragged him into like this was a very traumatic event for me that i tried to stop and it, i couldn't stop it from happening and she like shoved his face into it and then hit him in the head with her bare hands and then i couldn't find him a couple days after because i wanted to check on him and i found him in the closet covered in his own urine and shaking like neurological shake like seizing not seizing, but, like, you could tell something happened. Like, sometimes when people hit their head, they start to just get, like, this wobble. Uh-huh. And that's what he had. And so I was doing everything to try and save this cat. Like, I actually called a tattoo artist to say, hey, could, like, we put on an event to fundraise money, blah, blah, blah. Cause I've heard of, like, some people doing that. And... She didn't want to have any of it. Like, I was trying to get money to get a neurological scan done on this cat. And she didn't want to. And we ended up having to put him down. And that's when I lost, like, a lot of respect for my ex. 
And that's when I started. I mean, instantly. 100%. Instant. Yeah. <laughs> and so we weren't together much longer. I just had to find an apartment that we were supposedly getting together. You just had to get your ducks in a row. Yes. That was pretty much the end of our relationship. Makes sense. Because she killed that cat. Like 100%. She yeah. doesn't think she did. But I was like, mm. So anyways... Yeah, so, and then we had her dog, Toby, her cat, Clover, that was the one that I just talked about, and Tweaker. So, I've never had, like, in my adult life, less than four animals. That's too much. Yeah. I've always had a dog in my adult life, and then my husband had a dog and a snake, always. And then there was a period of time where Oh, I had a snake. He had a huge python, like, a huge six-foot Burmese python that he had- that he got when we first started dating mm-hmm. and like he just wasn't taking care of it he wasn't taking care of it so i made him get rid of it because he was not taking care of it it wasn't i think he had another snake and it died and it was like a big snake too because he just it wasn't like he couldn't give it what it needed yeah it, like he's like all the research that he did but like it was still not enough yeah and I made him get rid of one snake. And so then years later, his buddy has ball pythons, which is they only get to like four feet. They're not like six, seven feet going into 12 feet in their adult life. Right. So he was like, okay, well, um, can I get this snake? They don't get that big. And I'm like, yeah, but you have to take care of it. You can't just collect animals and not like give them the best, you know? Yeah. And now at this point, he's, like, we have a pretty large tank for it. And he says, oh, this is all they need. But, like, in my mind, I'm like, that's all they need. But, like, you could always do more. Yeah. Like, you should be doing more. Mm-hmm. And, like, our finances are fine to take care of a snake. But the thing is, is that they, there's no initiative. Yeah. So now I'm like, never again. You are not allowed to get any animals ever again. Yeah. And I know it's hard for him because, but he's a collector. Yeah. And it's like, you need to go to therapy first. You need to stop collecting. Yeah. Yeah. You don't collect living beings. You collect Pokemon cards. Yeah. Or if he really wants something that he can hold, beanie babies. Um, we have a lot of beanie babies. If anybody's a beanie baby collector and you want some beanie babies, we're trying to sell them. I forgot. Wasn't he a beanie baby collector? He was. He has a princess day and a beanie baby. The one that's on eBay for $3 million. He also has original Pokemon cards. Like, original Pokemon cards. Like, from the early 90s. He's almost 40 years old. So, he's a collector. We have DVDs. Yeah, he's got it. We have hundreds of DVDs. We don't have a DVD player, guys. Well, you don't have a gaming system? No. We got rid of all of our uh, old gaming systems. I mean, we have them, but they're in boxes. They're not used. He doesn't game? He does, on his phone, or he has a Switch. Oh, okay. Okay, so, like, we have the gaming, and we have the PS, the last, not this last one, but the last one, PS4, or Xbox. We have one of them up there, but we don't use, we have so many DVDs. And I told him, I was like, just put all the DVDs on, like, a cell, like a block. You know what I mean? Like a memory block, memory cell. Can you rip DVDs? You can, but you can only do it once, and it's technically illegal. Oh. But you can. 
You can you can do that. It's like burning. Like remember old school burning? Yeah, but burning was to put onto a DVD. Well, we're doing CD. that onto a memory cell. Yeah, so you're ripping it. Yes. It's illegal, but you can do it. And I'm telling him, just do it. It's for our own personal collection. We yeah. already purchased the DVD. We're just moving it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And there's streaming services now. We don't need all these DVDs. And let don't get me started on our CD collection. We have so many CDs. Between the two of us, so much fucking music. And I get it if it's not something that, like... One day those CDs might be worth something. <laughs> With what players? There's CD players. Records are coming back. Record players are different because the sound cannot be replicated on records. You mean on DVDs? Or on CDs? No, they can be replicated on CDs because CDs are still digital. Do you... Wait. Okay, so... it made no sense. I'm very confused. Okay, so... I'm saying that, like, keep the CDs because it might become retro again, just like vinyls are now. I'm pretty sure it is. But you have to also understand the the technology that... Walkmans might be coming back. They... Well, in some cases they are if you're a hipster. (laughs) But you also have to keep in mind the technology is different. So CDs were revolutionary, were really useful, are Mm -hmm. really cool, and we have a ton of them. It's completely different technology versus records. Yes. That's all it is. I know that. I know they're two different technological things. So CDs have a similar, like, sound. Um, Okay, so records have a a particular sound. Yes, it's distinct. And that's why you get records. But Mm -hmm. CDs, the quality of sound on CDs is actually less quality Versus, like, the digital, like, you can get on, yeah. like... A st- I was mostly being sarcastic. Oh, okay. Well, I have all these <laughs> fucking CDs and DVDs, and my husband's a collector. He did this with animals, and I told him he had to stop and cut it back, and whenever I gave him a little leeway, it ended up being the same result, because people yeah. are just... They don't learn. Yeah. So. Therapy. Yes. But, yeah, All so, right, let's get to some stories. Yeah. It'll be weird when we don't have animals one day. And it'll, it's going to be forever for me. Forever. Yeah, but one cat is easier. Yeah. 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 Maybe Story will take her. Yeah. Well, how old will she be when Story is of leaving age? Okay, so Story is going to be seven. Seven. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and she's already a year, so she'll probably be, like, 13, 14. <laughs> so, majority of the cat life, she'll just be living with you. Yeah, but, like, when Story's ready to go and she needs that little comfort, sh- that cat can die on her, not me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, That's I've seen horrible. enough animals die, so I'm like, okay, well, you can have this. Like, you, you want to spend her last moments with her, you can do that. Oh, my God. All right. So, okay, so this is from, I think this person wants to be anonymous. Okay. Wait. No. Okay, so we got something from Beth Krantz. Hi, Vanessa, Vanessa. Vanessa. Yeah. My name is Beth, and I'm a fellow mobile groomer from England. Ooh. I have loads of stories, so let me know what so cool. sort of thing you'd like to hear. Everything. I've been meaning to write in for ages, but keep forgetting. Hope what I've written is okay. 
I'm always okay. It is. It is. I'm fully obsessed with you both. Not in a creepy way. It can be creepy. It's okay. We're okay. (laughs) And your podcast. I've listened all the way through all the way through three times now and count down the days until a new episode comes out. I am so sorry because this email <laughs> and story came out a long time ago. You must be so disappointed and hate us. But Well, then. if she's listened to us three times, she knew I was on maternity leave. Yeah, well, yeah. We still love you. <laughs> just so, you know. so I'm sure she doesn't hate us. Because <laughs> she sent this after our um, maternity leave episode. That the babies were born? No, I was still pregnant when I went on maternity leave. No, this was sent after the babies were born, though. I know that. Uh, So that means she's heard that I was on maternity leave. Like, things are creeping up. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, well, hold on. What? Yeah, because this was in November. Yes. After the babies were born. So she already knew in October that I was on maternity leave. That's my point. Okay. Yeah. So... We, you said you were going to do this, like... What? Commentate between uh, paragraphs. What? <laughs> like, commentate. Yeah. Between paragraphs, because I lost my train of thought completely. Oh, so I don't start recall. Up. I remember you asking me that, but I don't recall agreeing. No, never, right? <laughs> okay, so it says, I wish you guys did a new one every day. If we got paid to do that, we would, but then it'd probably get boring and you would hate us. Yeah, right. We get it, We get tired of each other every day. <laughs> um, I hope the pregnancy birth is going well, Vanessa. Uh, we already know what happened with that one. <laughs> You're going to be the best mom. Which is true. Don't make me cry. She's very good. Because I actually got told I would be the worst mom ever. Who? Who would ever say that? My old mechanic. Well, that's why he's your old mechanic. Fuck his life. Oh, I never went back to him after that. Harvey continued. But, like, after he told me that, he said that he doesn't see me being a good mother. I just looked at him and was like, what the fuck? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and too. I can tell you as a good mother who never wanted to be a mother who actually is not maternal. I am not naturally a good mom. And it takes a lot of work. But I think overall I'm doing not too bad. Yeah. You know, they're alive. And they're happy. alive and fed. And fed and happy. Okay, so anyway, this is going to be a long one. Love it. So I've worked for a couple of groomers and... They've all been absolutely horrible. I've been a groomer since I was 15, now 23. I'm basically self-taught. My first job I got when I was 15 and got trained as a bather. The lady I worked for seemed so lovely and honestly the perfect boss for about two years. Then um, then myself and my college, now best friends, realized that she only cared about money. She started booking in more and more dogs, 20 plus per day for two groomers, one of which was still training. What? That is intense. 20 plus. For two groomers. For two groomers? Yes. And then that are still training. Like, oh my God. What the fuck? That is just, that is. That's insane numbers. Yes. Yes. That's awful. Jesus. And this was happening to her. Uh huh. <gasps> Yes. Are they still friends? <laughs> with with the owner? It's her and her friend who had to deal with that. Oh, okay. I was confused. Okay, so yes. the owner of the salon was doing this to her and her Biff. Yes. Okay. Yes. I thought it was the Biff doing this to her. No. Okay. She started booking... So the owner is... 
is the non-groomer? Um, it doesn't say yet. Okay. That hasn't been explained, <laughs> but either way, so for the first two years of uh, Beth's career, it okay. was decent. She was good. She was a bather. Okay. And then her uh, ba- other bather at the time, grooming trainee, who is now her best friend, um, her and her Beth, Biff, had to do 20 plus dogs per day between the two of them. Wow. While still training. While still training. Okay. She left mine, uh, she left mid-afternoon to go home as she didn't want to pay for a full day of childcare, then lost her shit when we asked if we could be paid for the extra time we've worked, which was sometimes three hours past our contracted hours. Ooh, that sounds illegal. Yeah. In, especially in England. Ugh. That's exploitative. We had a sign out front that we had to bring inside every night. And if we were really busy and forgot, she got so angry and called a meeting on all staff. Oh, my God. We had a boss very similar. She's so dramatic. Mm -hmm. She created a group chat with everyone and would message us at any time of the day. Yes, even midnight. Get out of here. Complaining about us and how we were running her salon in a very passive-aggressive way. Straight to jail. Mm-hmm. This chat was honestly so awful, I can't even describe the way she spoke to us in there. Plus, how unprofessional she was. This ended up creating a huge argument between her and my best friend as she couldn't take care, take her bitching at us working uh, after working hours, the chat then had rules for when uh, we could use it. LOL. Um, so currently, in what um, I want to say, it's Sweden. I just saw a TikTok on it. TikTok University. No, it's Germany. Um, it is illegal for bosses to contact by any means outside of working hours. Good. That's Which it should it, be. That's the way it should be. That doesn't happen. I get emails. I just don't answer them. Yeah. I don't. Text messages. I don't answer them. No. But you are not allowed to contact your employee at any time after their working hours. That's the way it should be. Yes. I have. I agree. Okay. Continuing on. I have ADD and ADHD, which also comes with anxiety and depression. Same Z's. Welcome to, I mean, that's probably why you like us so much. Right. <laughs> I went through a rough patch once and she tried to fire me because I had a panic attack on the bathroom for an hour so wasn't doing what she paid me for. When she came back from maternity leave, I asked her how to empty the water from the tumble dryer. Bear in mind, I had never used one before. I was (laughs) only 16 years old at the time. So, like, you're still learning how to use appliances and, like, you need to be taught. You have to get water out of dryers? A tumble dryer? Yeah, what... Isn't that what we use? We don't use any tumble dryers. So what's it doing in there? We have... Isn't that a tumble... Ours is gas. Electric might be different. Like, the condensation might build up somewhere and you might have to empty it. And it, this could be different. We don't know. We don't know how things are working That's or whatever. That's why I'm, like, curious. Either way, it sounds like an appliance that if you're a 16-year-old who you doesn't know how to... You have to be taught. Yes. You have to be taught how to use it. Like, of course. 16-year-olds just don't... No. I'm just still learning how to use uh, a dishwasher. If you don't know what a dishwasher is, I didn't know there's something that you have to pop off and TikTok inform me that you're supposed to clean it out like every week. Yeah. Okay. I never knew about that. I've had dishwashers my whole life. Oh, I think I know what video you're talking about on the door panel. Yes. I want to, I want to kill myself. I don't have one of those, but mine's at the bottom. I have to dismantle 
like the whole bottom part and wash it. But did you know that was a piece that needed to be washed? No, not until I moved into this house. Isn't and that- it like came out on accident. And you thought you broke it? Yeah. And it was gross. Not like horrible, but it was pretty gross. And so I washed it. And now I'm like, oh, I think this is something that I have to wash. But I'm 30 years old. And like, didn't know you had to wash pieces in your dishwasher. I thought it just washed itself. I'm not 30 years old on paper, but I'm 30 years old. And I just figured, I'm still figuring things out. Yeah. So as a 16-year-old, I wouldn't know what to do. And you need to teach these things. Like, I don't even know that you have to... Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Um, bear in mind, I had never used one before and was only 16 at the time. She got really angry and was adamant. She told me how to use everything before she left, which she didn't, as I would remember that. Um, and even if you didn't remember, you're 16. It's still not your responsibility. Exactly. Like, she's she's the boss. You're not being taught something one time doesn't mean you're a pro. Like, even, I don't understand why adults have this expectation on children to know everything and to continue to remember everything when we don't even have that expectations for ourselves. Exactly. She then called an official meeting with me and gave me a written warning for not listening. I don't like her. Neither do I. One day she asked me to dye her dog for her whilst she was... While she went home to be with her kids, we ended up being really busy that day with phone calls and walk-ins, and she gave me a long list of cleaning to do as well as my usual grooming tasks. When she came back to collect her dog, she was once again lost her lid at me because I wasn't finished. Her sister, yes I know, Wait, so she showed up unannounced? So like... She didn't call her to tell her that the dog was done and the bitch just fucking showed up. And even then, don't interrupt, like, somebody's day and you shouldn't expect things to be done if if you don't schedule the time for it to be done. Yeah. That should be your loss. It shouldn't be your gain from the exploiting your co- or your, your workers. Employees. And it shouldn't and expect them not to take that time out from the, the money that would be coming in. If you know it's in. a busy day, don't book your fucking dog. Also, you know, do it yourself. Yeah, but it sounds uh, like she's not a groomer. Um, her sister, yes, I know, who was the senior groomer at the time, actually stuck up for me and said how busy I'd been. This obviously upset me as my boss continued to shout at me in front of everyone until her sister told her to stop. I offered to drive her dog back to her <gasps> once I was done, which she agreed to. Ooh, After an hour out of my way to drop off her dog no. that evening she didn't even apologize to my face wow what a cunt wow it wasn't until 11 p.m that night i did i get uh, a measly message which um are even uh which are saying was it even saying uh the words i'm sorry wow this bitch is making me mad yes and it goes on to you you go on to say like the next sentence is like in the next paragraph is my firing story slash how i left and i'm like i'm thinking that's like your release from prison that's like how i'm feeling right now so like let's continue and let's see if it's just that my firing slash uh how I left story. So there was a Newfoundland that came in every three weeks for a brush and every three appointments, he'd have a proper bath. One time when my boss was away on maternity leave, 
Um, I, I was left in charge of this dog as nobody else wanted to do him. This dog had always had two people do him for years, but in the end, that meant she had to lose out in other customers. This dog would take two and a half hours just for a brush. Anyway, this customer missed their appointment and ended up going eight weeks without seeing us. When they next came in, I only had two and a half hours to sort out a matted mess. I wasn't allowed to shave. I would do now, uh, looking back, then, but, but that, back then I had no say. I explained to the owner that she would have to come back next week for a longer appointment as I couldn't do it all that day, but would do what I could. So I went away that weekend with my family and ended up getting a flu really bad. I was off for nearly a whole, for nearly the whole next week. When said dog came back in for the appointment I had booked, the boss was in and she had to cover me. I woke up to the longest message of her basically saying how awful I was, how embarrassed she was of me and how furious I made her because I'd left the dog in such a state. Nobody in her salon thought to explain the situation to her. In this message, she basically fired me. She refused to answer the phone and told me to come and collect my things when I felt better. What? I was naturally heartbroken and so upset with what happened. My mom even tried calling her to explain, but she wouldn't have it. When I went in to collect my things, I finally got to explain the situation. She cried and said how sorry she was and how awful she felt. Blah, 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 blah. Wait, so also, she was trying to get her back? Also in the message, she sent um, she sent she went all in with the verbal abuse. I've never had someone talk to me that way, the way she had. So she said she wasn't going to fire me, but would give me time to think about it. I left with all my belongings and never turned back. I now have a successful business and have never been happier. What a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, wow. That sounds awful. That sounds horrible. That's, I've never experienced that. Me neither. Yeah, and... I get a little itchy when I don't get what I want. Like, if I don't get what I want, if things just aren't convenient enough for me, I get a yeah. little itchy and froggy, like I'm about to quit. Yeah. It's usually around two years. But, <laughs> but like, I do. I get a little froggy when I, like, I just, things aren't convenient for me. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. And this is why I don't work for people, because I would last, like, two weeks. Like, talk, don't talk to me a certain way, you know? Yeah. I'm... Congratulations on your successful business and getting out of there because that shit, I might have accidentally fell Yeah, with my shears and my hand pointing in the wrong direction. So, um, she goes, sorry for a long email. I have so many other stories about bad bosses and customers. So let me know what else you would like to hear. All of the above. All of the above. I'd love to hear from some, uh, other bad bosses and other customers. Yeah. And then All of it. she continues on. I also forgot to add that I had the worst anxiety now around work and wake up most days throwing up due to being so anxious. This surprise, surprise is because of the boss I just wrote about. To get me through the initial anxiety attack, I listened to your podcast, and it massively helps. So thank you. I'm going to cry. Stop it. I'm so sorry. You, what Everything you said is traumatic. Yes. That trauma I understand completely. I mean, people get anxiety attacks working with animals because it's frustrating sometimes. Yeah. Well, because animals just... They, they're animals it happens yeah. yeah and so like just to even imagine just 
having to deal with that. And, like... Oh, yeah. Your poor mom, she, like, didn't know. And so she's trying to defend you and, like, save you. But, like, you really... It wasn't, like, a situation where you needed to be saved. It was more a situation where you should have burned down the building. Yes. But um, I'm so sorry. And I'm so glad we helped. And thank you for all the love. Her Instagram handles are at Beth.Miffy, M-I-F-F-Y. And at Miffy Barks and Baths. That's also M-I-F-F-Y-S, Barks and Baths. Sorry, I say baths weird. Um, But um, I'd recommend, like, if you're still having issues with how you were treated back then, um, therapy, definitely. Yeah. Definitely look into that if you still have residual, you know. Sue that hoe. You, I wonder if you could, like, if she could. Like, I don't know what the legality is out well, in England. I mean, everything, she's, everything she did sounded... That's traumatic. So illegal. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know what the labor laws out are out there. I would assume they're much stronger than what we have here. here. And um, we could sue her. Like... At least for something. Mm-hmm. Pain Emotional at, damage. It's, yeah, pain and suffering. Pain and suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would take forever. It would amount to nothing. But, like... But I guess the U.S. is make, very Sue happy. Yeah, we'd make her feel inconvenient. Well, what a bitch. What yeah. a bitch. I Glad guess. you're out of there because yeah. that's traumatic as fuck. Yes. Like, um, I think one thing that I would love to hear is, like, the differences between the, the grooming social world out in England um, I think that would be really cool. Like, are you guys tighter? Like, do you guys have things more put together than we do? Yeah. Like, is there a quality control? Is, like, uh, regulation? Is, like, the community close? Um, is it a big community? Is it a small community? I would, like, love to hear about that. And I know we do also have listeners from Australia. Um, I'd like to hear that, too. Yeah. Like, if you're overseas... We, I want to know, like, is it better? It's probably better. Okay, so, like, okay, so when we think about, like, you guys overseas, like, we think of EU standards and how typically EU standards when it comes to, like, shampoos, conditioner, and even breeding is better. Is better for, like, overall everyone. Yeah. We assume everything in the U.S. sucks, so. Which is not the case all the time, but, like, it's just when well, we think of EU standards, like, are you... What do you mean like, by EU? What is that? Uh, European Union. Oh, okay. So, like, e- EU standards kind of go across the board in a lot of European countries. Mm. And I know, like, there, like there's Brexit, so, like, that might be different. I don't know. And then Australia is separate. But, like, yeah. are your standards considered EU standards, which we consider the gold standards? Because the, the EU standards, when it comes uh, to chemicals yeah. in dog shampoos, is much higher than ours. Mm. I just assume everything is better everywhere else but here. <laughs> so It's not the case always, but just to give you a little mm. bit of insight, mm. when it comes to, like, dog shampoos, 
if it doesn't give us cancer, it doesn't change, and we don't have to know about it in the formulation of the no, dog shampoo. we don't know what's in all of our shampoos. Um, they don't have to disclose the ingredients when it comes to animal products. Yeah. So quick- And transparency is a luxury, and we don't even have the 100% trust in it. No. Because yeah. they don't have to. Nope. Like, fun thing is natural seasonings or natural flavors um, in food just means that they can hide other things in it so and not disclose it okay so i'm glad that you actually brought up the cancer thing so cancer yeah when did i bring up cancer um you said i mean it was a snippet you didn't actually bring up cancer but you said like something about cancer causing ingredients oh no it's true yes. the fda does not regulate chemicals unless there's a problem physical unless the problem's already occurred yeah. So they don't actually do testing on any chemicals until um, someone dies. So all of all of the testing, when it comes to quality control and testing with chemicals, it is all done privately owned, and it's not um, nationally or the government doesn't regulate it until an issue arises. So yeah. it's up to good faith, basically. Okay. So that's not where I was going. Oh. Um. <laughs> I was just yeah. throwing it out there. So. <laughs> Um, our, we're going to be doing an interview. We haven't done interviews in quite a while. Um, <laughs> yeah, so exciting. I'm so excited. I actually think you will be really excited. I'm so excited. I love doing interviews. Did yeah. you not know that? <laughs> oh. I feel like I'm such a pro at them. <laughs> we, I think we do some pretty good interviews. I talk too much. Yeah, we both do. That's why our podcasts are so long. I like asking questions. You know, we've been talking for like about five hours. Yeah, well. Um, but anyways, so we're going to be doing an interview. Um, and I actually stumbled across her on a, in a group that I'm in and it's chronic illness and disabilities group, um, on Facebook. And she, I don't want to like give too many details because I'm pretty excited and she seems fairly excited. Um, but she has quote unquote groomers long I believe, um, and some other things that are related, in theory, to the grooming industry. So, like, nothing's proven yet. It's just kind of, like, correlating. Yes. Looking like it. Yes. Um, We're not getting excited because she's sick. No, no, no. We're getting excited. Like, it's just, like, like, it's science. Yes, science. Interesting. And we all know that... um, who's the groomer the mobile groomer who's like really famous jody murphy jody murphy she i believe has groomers long um or there's a rumor that she does so but we know somebody out there who is more recognizable because we've heard groomers long before yes we've talked about groomers we have um but this lady has She's been a groomer since the 80s. Uh-huh. And so she's been around since, like, flea dips. And you don't do flea dips anymore because they're very toxic and dangerous. So, unfortunately, she has a lot of health issues that had pushed her into retirement. Yep. yep. So we're a little excited to bring this to light. She wanted to, you know, she... I'll let her, like, say out certain things, but alluding i guess i can allude you know she wants somebody to kind of take over this fight which most likely won't be us but i gave her i 
offer to give her this platform. Yeah. You know, to be able to talk about it because she wants to be able to get her story out there to let groomers know, like, these are possibilities that could happen to you if you do not take precautions. Yes. So, we have an interview coming up. So. It's just it's just more fuel for the fire. You guys know how I'm all about, like... Staying healthy. Staying and, healthy and, like... Yeah. You know, yeah. standards, regulations that mm-hmm. are just never seem... Like, never seem to happen. And yeah. like I just like, talking about it, it's only going to go so far, but even though we're talking about it, it's more knowledge. It's more in our pocket. Exactly. It's more fuel for the fire. It's more, um, that we bring to the fight. Yeah, exactly. And so talking to her a little bit, I didn't want to get too into it because I do like the element of surprise. I fucking hate surprises. I love it. So I didn't like continue conversating with her too much because, you know, I, I love organic conversation. So we'll see all like together how this conversation goes and what's going on yeah um in her life but it should be a really good conversation one that i think you'll really like oh i love it it's the sciencey part of it so yeah you know that'll be coming up soon um continue to like send us your stories um we only have two more very long stories so you know keep doing that all right. Um, we are out till next time. Send us your stories at groomerhumor at gmail.com. Or you can go onto our Facebook and click our website. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Shit on the Table. And tell your friends to listen to us at Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Super exciting. Yes, yeah, send us all your stories. Love you guys. Okay, bye.